Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. And we're doing things a little bit differently this week. And I'll explain that in one second. Uh, Let me introduce who I have with me. Dylan and Michael have uh, some life commitments going on right now this week. So with me, I've got Nick and Ariet. Say hello, everybody. Hi. Hey, y'all. And also, we have a special guest, my cousin Matthew, who has never watched Days of Our Lives ever before, except for this week. So he will be giving us a fresh perspective on all of the stories as we discuss them this week. Say hey, Matt. Hello. So before we get started on our stories, let us jump into the news segment. Uh, We do have a few things to discuss first things first ron confirmed in soap opera digest that they did not know the olympic preemption was happening so that cliffhanger wasn't planned and the pr lady confirmed that we will get valentine's day when episodes resume at the end of february so uh, uh, does that mean there was supposed to be an additional episode yeah because okay. they, they're never usually preempted for the winter olympics but mm. they they were this year so Thursday was the last episode. They don't come back until February 21st, but they didn't know that at the time. Yeah. So they didn't know that at the time that the episode was written and or filmed. So the end of Thursday's episode wasn't meant to be like a giant Olympic cliffhanger. See you in two weeks. It was just a regular end of the episode. So that was going to be the next one, which we didn't see. That was going to be where everything happens. Uh. Right. So Nick, Ari, what did you guys think? Um, it felt when it ended, it felt like, OK, it felt like business as usual, like they were supposed to come back another day. Yeah. But it's not surprising. Like, no, not- I knew beforehand that they the cliffhanger wasn't planned. So I was like, yeah, it is what it is. That's basically my mindset when I watched the episode. But like the amount of people who are complaining right now and talking Good about Lord. Like, it's exhausting. <laughs> absolutely exhausting like are you new here like we have literally never been preempted for the winter olympics ever exactly and yet you're bitching like why like i get y'all hate ron and you want him gone but like this wasn't his fault like it wasn't no this this wasn't his fault yeah like they didn't even know like there was a good chance they were going to air because they've literally aired through every other winter olympics that have ever happened while yeah. this has been on the air so i mean uh, people just bitch to bitch and it's honestly ridiculous at this point it is. is there a specific thing within the winter olympics that is the reason that it got skipped like are they like we're going to show ice skating but we're going to show it all I don't even know because they're in beijing for the winter olympics and when we were in beijing for the summer olympics we aired and at hmm. the time that days airs all they're doing is commentating because Beijing is asleep. Hmm, it's true. So it's honestly the weirdest freaking choice to have them off the air, but we are where we are. Yeah. Perhaps that they were afraid that Days of Our Lives is simply too powerful and be competing with the attention of everyone who wants to watch the Winter <laughs> Olympics. They're like, we can't have this. We just simply can't have this. <laughs> that would be my guess. I would actually love that if that were the reason, but I don't think so. But moving on to our next bit of news, uh, Allison Sweeney posted from set. So Sammy will be returning this summer. 
which yay. Part of me is like yay about this. The other part of me is like that means it's going to take a literal year for the kidnapping story to resolve itself. And nobody <laughs> asked for that. Yeah, it's just like this story has hasn't been enjoyable to watch. If I'm gonna be honest, and the fact that it's gonna drag out even longer. But I'm happy to see that Adelson Sweeney is back. Yeah, me too. And like, you know, hopefully she's back sooner than this summer. Yeah. And this is just the first, like, just exactly. just like she's in the middle of her run. Because if we have to wait until just about a year uh, since she was kidnapped, because she was kidnapped on August 11th of 2021. That was the day she was kidnapped. And they're getting ready to film <laughs> August now, currently. So if she just came back, that means it will have taken a year for the entire truth to come out. Yeah. Though EJ does seem to be out of jail because Dan Dan Fuerigal posted from his dressing room the other day and he had a suit for his wardrobe. So hopefully the truth is out sooner. Yeah. So is, is that Rafe? Is that who you're talking about? No. A different you- person. That's a different person. You haven't met EJ. EJ's in jail. And uh, Sammy and Lucas are Ali's parents. And they're off in Europe right now because she thinks that EJ, her ex-husband, kidnapped her. But it was actually Lucas, the guy that she went away with, who she also oh. has history with. It's a whole complicated, <laughs> wonderful mess. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wrote down in my notes, there's a person named Rafe who got like arrested or something. Yeah we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll be discussing him in a minute. Trust me. We don't like him. We're ha- we don't like him. We're happy he's in jail. Oh, good. Okay. I find it so funny when you're trying to explain like to someone who doesn't watch the show because for us it's complicated enough, but for someone else who doesn't watch, <laughs> literally this. Se- the, ex- this- the explanation is what got me because I was like, "Well, that's all true, but it sounds insane." <laughs> but like for us, we're like, "Yeah," because we know it is literally the characters and the couples and all of that of the show. Just the the, the sentence. The sentences we say as soap fans that we just dis- accept as completely normal topics of conversation. If anybody overheard our conversations completely out of context, we would literally be in jail because they would think we were ki- planning kidnappings and crap. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> but one last piece of news before we jump into the stories. Uh, okay. Days has moved all of their app content to YouTube and started sharing cut scenes finally. Thank the good Lord. We've only been bitching about these cut mm-hmm. scenes for like what, the last two years? I think even longer. It has like, to be longer. <laughs> when, when the app came out from like 2018. They started was begging for cutscenes. Yeah, they started to post some cutscenes on the dual app at the time, but it wasn't that many, and, and it wasn't consistent. Exactly, and those of us who are international fans, we couldn't access them. So the fact that Days has moved to YouTube and are posting all of their content there and making making it accessible for like international fans, that is such a wonderful move. Sm- a huge win. Yeah, move. and a smart move, exactly. Um, so I'm glad they're posting the cutscenes from this year. I wish they would post some older ones as well. Eli and Lonnie's first meeting. Yes. <laughs> well, we, we seem to be going backwards in terms like every scene they release seems to be like that's true from an earlier time. Like, so hopefully, 
hopefully, you know, they can use this Olympic break to kind of, if they post a scene every day, we can hopefully get like older ones. And I would love for them to like pull stuff out of the vault and do like cast reactions to classic scenes. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Like, okay. Picture, because y'all remember when they when they did the the Facebook Live launch event for for I think it was the app and, and Deidre and Martha was interviewing everybody and like Deidre and Drake were standing there and he was talking about the location shoot at Kern River back in the eighties. I think so. And then they show like a clip of it while they were watching. Well, no, so one of the fans edited that together, but like you literally have him standing there, like discussing everything because this was a Facebook Live at the time because the app hadn't officially launched yet. And so I would love to have him like watch those scenes and then comment on, comment on them. That would be fun. Like that would be so much fun. Or like having um, Mary Beth and Stephen comment on Stephen Kayla's first wedding. Yeah, that would be fun. Like so much fun having maybe um, maybe having Victoria comment on like some classic Bow and Hope stuff since neither one are there. Like that would be just so much fun. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see what they do with the um, content because it seems they're posting way more regularly, which thankful like thank you. And it's easier you- to post it on YouTube than like an app. And, At least that, app, that's what I think. Yeah, and also, like, every time they would post something, one, you would never know when it was coming. And yeah. two, every time they would post something, ever since Greg Ming got fired, like, whenever they would drop something, the app would literally crash, and you had to try, like, five times before you could watch mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, I just love the fact that they're on YouTube now with all of it, like, except for, like, the promo and all that stuff, like, the dual app content is now there. And accessible for international. No, the promo. Yeah, the the promos on YouTube too, or is that still geo blocked? I mean, wasn't it going to be like blocked if it was like a licensing licensing issue in that specific country? I think so. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I think I think certain certain stuff because I know certain episodes have been getting blocked in certain places too. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out but i'm very excited to see what they do with this content yeah and like now that they have a bigger platform so to speak the different things they can do exactly i'm excited me too but that is it for our new segment so now we are going to jump into the stories and the way this is going to work rather than i'm going to read like i normally do but rather than just jump into the discussion i'm going to shoot to matt first get his initial reactions and then the conversation will jump off from there does that sound good to everybody yes yeah all right all right so first things first Greg finally tells Nancy the full truth and it does not go well. And it's somehow even more offensive than Soap Opera Digest made it sound. Brady is supporting Chloe as she too reels with the news of her father being in love with a man. So Matt, what did you think of Craig telling Nancy that he is in fact cheating on her with a man and is in love with said man? So I think this was one of the most enjoyable storylines for me to watch in the, the early episodes. Um, so a couple of, I have like a couple of notes that I wrote down. For example, the first was that when the mother first shows up, I was like, oh, she's adorable. She's an adorable mom. She's so nice. She's like, oh, everybody, oh, we're going to have such a great dinner tonight. Oh, I love it. Like, oh, they really, they really making it so that you're going to feel really bad for her when she um, gets like the thing told to her. 
But then as the episodes got on, she just started controlling every single conversation and just blocking everybody off. And like, she's not an adorable mom. She's actually like, <laughs> she's like a, uh, like an egomaniac mom who just will not mm-hmm. let anyone else speak. And I had really enjoyed like watching the, 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 the father just constantly, like every time she's talking, he's like looking around the room, like, Oh God, Oh God. Like I can't speak. This is terrible. And was, I don't know. I was, I was really enjoying that. Um, Let's see. Uh, I, I, I was trying to figure out. It's were they like used to be on the show or something, and then came yes. back because there was like, they, yeah, they were on the show in the nineties. Yeah, because like when she went to the bar, the guy comes over, and then she's like, "Oh, hello, we're best friends." He's like, "Are we? You you dated my <gasps> daughter, and then you weren't that great to her, and then some oh, other oh, stuff. that's what you thought that was? No, no, that wasn't actually Craig and Carrie never dated. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Or, no. or something like that. I'm just like <laughs> paraphrasing. It was, it was some. I, I there there was something of, about like past history, and I was like, oh, I wonder if these are old characters coming back. Yeah. Um, we haven't, uh, Nancy's made occasional appearances, but we haven't seen Craig in about 13, 14 years. Not Nancy's on the main the show. Mom. Yeah. We saw him on okay. the dual lap series, but not on the main the, show. Yeah, the last blast reunion. Exactly. But how interesting perspective. Very interesting yeah. because it, it is like, all of the scenes, I guess because we have the history of Craig and Nancy, and we actually saw their relationship play out, literally, it offended me to the point where I was blood boiling angry. And it felt like they were using a lot of stereotypical dialogue yeah. that just hit, yeah. that just hit me all wrong. Like, this is just wrong. It's like they went out of their way to make it Offensive. very obvious that Craig was never into Nancy. And that's the thing. Like, she literally was like, well, are you bi? They had the option to tell a really awesome story and say, yes, I am bi. I love you, but I also happen to love this guy, too. But instead, they literally just shat on the years of history that we have with this couple for no reason. It's funny. I was actually wondering if that was the case, because when they were talking about this, like, if these are characters who've been on the show before... And she's like, hey, so are you gay? He's like, yeah. It's like, I wonder if there's a bunch of scenes now of them being in love that are now retconned into he was lying to her the whole time. Yep. So it's interesting to see that that's actually true. And it, it's, all, it's, also, it's also, there's a whole other layer to this too of Craig and Nancy were one of very few couples where the fuller figured woman actually got the guy without being the butt of a joke. Mm. and now that's just completely gone and I Patrika and Kevin killed the scenes like the acting was great in the scenes I just hate this story it's not enjoyable to watch and it's like it's borderline offensive and the, the conversation Chloe and Brady had like uh all of it it's just that made me that made me uncomfortable yeah because i didn't know it was gonna because i didn't read the sod um what's it called article Article. so you said it was offensive and you said sod underplayed it (laughs) like when i watched it i'm like oh oh they're going there i didn't expect that 
you also didn't expect it because of who the writers are exactly like so. you would not know that the head writer of this show is gay by watching that story because you i mean you would think that you wouldn't have all of these stereotypical offenses in this story you would think it would be told with care and yet no it was <laughs> not what we got at all like at all and i'm just like why why did we do this I will say, while I didn't enjoy what Brady and Chloe were saying specifically, I liked the fact that Brady is supporting Chloe through this because, I mean, Chloe does kind of need a person to talk to about this. And I, I just like seeing Brady support her. That's always been one of my favorite aspects of their relationship. So I'm, I'm at least glad that we're seeing that. I just wish the... Um, dialogue that they were speaking wasn't like, so stereotypically mm-hmm. offensive like brady likes show tunes exactly <laughs> right <laughs> which given their history like somebody said on twitter and i didn't think about it till somebody said it but like literally brady and chloe fell in love singing the sound of music yeah it was such a oh the dialogue was awful so does that mean like in another 10 years we're going to be telling a closeted story with brady because no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should. Because that would be hilarious. Because Alyssa, Alyssa, none of this such a. I could explain why none of his relationships work. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. Like, there's a reason why his relationships never work out. But yeah, hmm. I, I did enjoy when um I don't know what her name is, but what appeared to be the daughter of those two people Chloe. Um, was yeah. Yeah, um, when she was saying how, like, you know, I guess it makes sense when, when my um, when I was younger, my father he um, he could talk to me about opera, and I was like, oh, uh, that's that's like the typical like way of <laughs> showing his femininity is that he was able to talk about to, um, opera to her. It's like that, that was is, that was she, the signal. <laughs> she is she is an opera singer, by the way. Just oh. Okay, okay, that makes a bit more sense because it seems like such a random thing. It's like, oh, okay, so that's the indicator that he was gay the whole time. <laughs> he talked to her about opera. <laughs> so I was like, that was it's a weird choice to be the first thing, but I guess it, that makes a lot more sense if she actually is related to opera. Does anybody else have any yes. thoughts on this particular story? This, this story's a mess. <laughs> yeah, they jumped it. right into it without building it up, like building up to this point and at this like right now i feel like they shouldn't even have brought craig and nancy back because this wasn't necessary like not this this, not this way at least no this completely wasn't necessary like it would have been great if maybe craig was they could have done this in a completely different way Mm yeah yeah what's like what worries me is it, i feel like it can get worse and that's the scary part because we're yeah. just starting because what i because honestly what i would have done is i would have had craig come back be sick that be the secret that he's keeping not an affair be sick and then maybe cast a new guy or something as his nurse and then we see we see craig bonding with the you know bonding with his nurse and kind of we see the relationship developing and we're kind of invested in it. And then he can tell Nancy. So that this he's... relationship is off screen? Is that? Yes. What... Oh, yeah. wow. 
yeah this whole relationship has been off screen we're gonna be meeting his boyfriend probably in like when we come back from the olympics and we think we know who it is because we think we've seen him before and let's just say that's not a match i would ever think would work we're talking about leo right yes because i'm sorry like leo (laughs) just just as a general like um i'm trying to i'm trying to think of how to describe leo for matt um Think about the biggest flaming rainbow gag you could think of on steroids. Okay, so they're going to lean into stereotype with, with his relationship, yeah. is what you're saying. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. And it's going to be offensive on every single level. And I'm just not looking forward to it in the slightest. Well, granted, we do like Leo as a character. Yeah. We just didn't want him used in this way. <laughs> it's interesting when, um, when they first went into that bar to have the dinner for a moment based on how the guy was reacting and then when the bartender walked over for a moment i thought it was going to be like oh no why are they having dinner in the place where the guy he's in a relationship with is like, running the bar and like <laughs> like that's how i thought it was going down and like he's going to be eavesdropping and being upset that he hasn't told her yet um but that wasn't the case but that's what seemed like what they were setting up Oh my god, the fact that you thought Roman was gay for a hot second tickles me. Oh my god, I just realized. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my god, that 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 makes me so happy. Roman's loud. He couldn't have been in the closet for long. <laughs> he would have told everybody. Well, we know he can't keep anybody else in business. No. <laughs> All right, so I think we are ready to move on to our next story. Ava is pissed at Rafe and Nicole can see it. She definitely suspects that Ava framed him. She tells Allie of her suspicion and begs Allie not to tell Trip. Allie wants to help Nicole find proof to bust Ava, but Nicole says no because she can't betray Trip that way, even though she's already betrayed Trip. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I. I... <laughs> Matt, what did you think uh, can, of all this? Yeah, yeah, go so for this, this one was a bit tough for me to follow because it was it, everything that they were talking about was something that was happening off screen. Like I was trying to figure out if I had seen Rafe yet, and then they were the whole you haven't in jail, and so I was like, okay, I guess I haven't seen this person. And yeah, that that one was a bit confusing because um, oh. that that was <laughs> like the whole conversation right outside that house that seemed like it was in like a an alleyway in front of a house it was it was, I was that's actually where they were standing actually, that's outside the pub oh, so the rest okay the restaurant that craig and nancy were in that's the exterior to the pub okay which is which is located like right on the waterfront on the pier so that's kind of why you have that because like if you if you it's they used to have a pier set that like when you would come when you would walk off when you would walk off, the next thing you would see is always the pier because it's always it's like right on the waterfront. Because okay. the pub before it became the pub used to be a fish market. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. I I could so, understand why that whole thing was confusing because it's kind of confusing for us and we watch it. Yeah, and I think the most confusing aspect was that weird cheetah shirt that the woman was wearing. Like <laughs> um, every time I looked at it, I started getting upset. Um, and I was like, this is really distracting. She's supposed to be talking about what I assume is her daughter sneaking into a building to get documents to prove that some guy is innocent. But all I could see was the cheetah shirt. And yeah. Not her daughter, just uh, 
kind of her it's her, her niece, niece by, ma- by yeah, marriage okay. yeah because uh she used to be married to Allie's uncle because Allie's um Allie's mother is Sammy and her twin brother Eric used to be married to Nicole but well, now he's a priest additionally she also used to be married to Allie's father so it's a former stepmother technically but that was before she was born yeah that was years before she yeah. was born and she also was married to EJ, the other guy who's currently in jail. And she's sleeping with Rip. So she's literally been, and she kissed Austin. Oh my God, Nicole has been with every single one of his Sammy's exes. Jesus Christ. It makes I, a lot of sense. I just, <laughs> sorry, I just realized that. But, um, yeah. Except they, Brandon, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. That's her brother. So yeah. <laughs> um, but basically the lowdown on this story is uh, Rafe is with Ava but cheating on Ava with Nicole Ava framed Rafe for what he's in jail for which is um, he's the police commissioner and people are saying that he planted evidence which by the way he has actually like tampered with evidence and done shady stuff in the past but he's actually innocent this time and they're never going to address that so yeah (laughs) So what you're saying is that he deserves to be in jail, but just for a different reason. Exactly. Pretty much, yeah. We're we're all yeah. basically team Ava at this point. Okay. Now is Ava the one who there was a scene where she was like on the she was on a laptop and it looked like she was writing an article about how what she dislikes Rafe or something? I, she or she something was like she that. was she was reading the article about Rafe's arrest. Oh, she was reading spectator. it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, for some reason, it made it. It, it seemed to imply that she was like writing like a nasty like ah I'm gonna tell all about what he's doing and then the guy walks in she's like I'm not doing anything I, I'm not I'm not uh, yeah about him online you, you'll you'll this they love to do this like when characters are reading articles that's their opportunity to kind of give an exposition dump to the audience mm. so that was her moment of being like yeah I did this and I'm not even sorry because you deserved it. Because you cheated on me and gaslit me for months and made me think that you were not in love with my best friend when you actually were. Uh, Yeah, as for Allie wanting to help, um, (laughs) (laughs) understandable, like she grew up with Rafe, so that's not surprising. Um, Nicole, they're really laying it on thick. They're going to make, they're pouring on the guilt with Allie. Like, oh. It's the, it's it's funny, but it's just heavy. The handed. one thing, the one thing I will say, it, it gave us interesting point of view from Allie in terms of what happened with Chanel, because in that moment she said, "You say it's over, but yet the feelings are still there." And I was like, "Oh, Allie, are we speaking from personal experience, sweetheart?" Because she's saying it's over with Chanel and it's never going to happen again, but. Her feelings are still there. So I love that she's like not judging Nicole. Yeah, she, she hasn't. She, ironically, she was one of the few people that didn't judge Nicole. Well, how could she? She literally just cheated too. So I'm talking about before, remember? Oh, yeah. Even, oh, yeah, when the whole Xander thing came out. Yeah. But yeah, she's, she's always been kind of team Nicole. I actually do kind of want to see Allie um, snooping and trying to. Like trying to find the proof on Ava. Ava realizing this, but not busting her, and then finding out about her and Chanel. Yeah. Like, there's so much mess that can come from this. 
like Rafe can sit in jail at this point, but the mess that is coming from his arrest, I'm actually enjoying. I'm enjoying the story a lot more now that he's off screen for it. That's sad. <laughs> so they don't have cutaways to him in jail. There's like a jail subplot where he's kind of like. I mean, shiv, I'm like sure we'll shiv. see him. I'm sure we'll see him in jail eventually, but because we just saw him like get arrested last week, but um, mm. for now they haven't shown it. I think he's still at the Salem PD jail, right? Yeah, I don't could think you, they've moved him. Oh my god, could you imagine if they move him to Statesville and we get Clyde, EJ, and Rafe in the same cell? I did think about that. I don't know if Rafe is going to be in jail that long. He should be, but I don't think he will be. I don't think he will be either. Did, the, did their sweeps preview say anything about them busting Ava? I know it said that like they were like kind of si- focusing on her and trying to prove it, but I don't know that they actually did. Let's see. I don't remember reading that. I don't remember reading that either, to be honest. Would they spoil that? Like that sounds like the kind of thing where they'd like, like will they bust it? And then like they wouldn't show up, but they'll, they'll just straight up say, oh yeah, they're going to bust the case. Yeah, Days is kind of hit or miss with what they release for their um, sweeps previews. So sometimes sometimes they'll like tell you way too much and sometimes they'll just kind of tease it. But I can't really, I, I remember them saying that Nicole was going to be on to Ava and trying to figure out, but I don't remember if they said specifically that um, they were going to figure it out. No, it doesn't say that. It just says that Nicole confronts her. That's about it. Well, so doesn't somebody like the younger girl, the niece, isn't she like, well, I'm sure this girl, this lady, she'll be helping out. And then the the aunt is like, um, I don't know about that. She she and Rafe are not in good terms. So th- does that mean that they like kind of know already or is it just she's she's nicole knows because nicole suspects that ava knows about nicole and rafe but Allie doesn't know or at that point didn't know that nicole and rafe had had sex so she was coming at it from well ava loves him so ava's going to support him and nicole was like well actually that may not be the case because we did this and i think she knows Okay, but I, that, that has nothing to do with them figuring out that she may have been the one to to uh, fake his stuff or whatever. They did, yeah, they they haven't suspected her. And Nicole has, but Allie hasn't. And Allie is also oh, oh okay. Um, Allie is also uh, dating Ava's son Trip, so it it's it, it so, gets it's so convoluted. It's so convoluted. <laughs> And crazy when you actually like sit and think about it. So I think that's pretty much it here. And now we can kind of move on to Trip. Poor, poor delusional Trip. Uh, Trip has decided he wants to propose to Allie and gets Roman's blessing in pr- place of her parents. He also tells Ava, who gives him a ring to propose with. Listen, well, go ahead first, Matt. You go first. Yeah, yeah, you go first, Matt. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which, which um, one was this? Was this, this isn't the apartment people. This, this was, um, this would have happened on, I think, what, was it Wednesday? Thursday. 
Wednesday, Wednesday or, or Thursday. Yeah. Oh, it was Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. The blonde guy who's the doctor who went into the pub yes. and was. Ta- uh, oh wait, the blonde guy who went into the pub. I don't remember that. I remember, is, is, was it the two young people who were hanging out in the beginning of the third episode? Right in the beginning of the third episode, and then she. Okay. And then he went off to the pub to talk to Roman and get Roman's permission to marry Alice and Sammy and Lucas are traipsing around Europe right now. And then he went off to talk to his mom and he got the engagement ring. Okay. After okay, he spoke yeah, to yeah. Roman. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much opinions on this one because this one kind of flew over my head because I got confused. It was like, did, wasn't that we were literally talking about marriage with two completely different people in the last episode? And I, I, I got thrown off. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, because a little bit of backstory here. The the it this is gonna this is gonna sound insane. So bear with me. Uh-huh. Um, Allie and Trip met in London. Oh and God, Trip, we're going that far back. <laughs> we're going, we we have to because he mentioned it in the scenes because he said I've been in love with your daughter since I met her in London. Now, mind you, they met in London at a club. She she got very very wasted and he brought her home, and then he left. Unfortunately, that night she was raped and then got pregnant. And she oh. actually, and, <laughs> oh, it, 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 it gets it, it gets weirder. She actually thought that Trick was the one who raped her. Okay, because she, <laughs> it ended it ended up being Trip's brother that we didn't know existed. Okay, but this is there. This is like the thing that he references. Is like I've loved her ever since that day when uh, we. She thought I raped her. Well, that 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 day that I that I took her home from London and then I never heard from her again. So like he left her number. Like he left his number for her to to for her to call him the next morning, and she never called him. And he just left thinking, like, okay, I missed my chance. Never realizing what happened. Fast forward a year later, they run into each other in Salem, and she slaps the shit out of him the first time she sees him. Did, because didn't she know already? No, she she had just started remembering what happened that night because she was so out of it that she completely didn't even remember fully that she was raped until much much later. So oh. she had just remembered that she was raped, and then she she was so confused over what happened that she thought it was trip and then her grandmother who you haven't met yet who is a psychiatrist ended up hypnotizing her and she actually fully remembered what happened and it ended up being his brother okay so their whole relationship has kind of been weird from the start plus the fact that and it didn't have to be plus the fact that she has feelings for um chanel who uh, she runs the bakery with. You, we'll talk about Chanel more later, who is also getting a divorce from her twin brother, Johnny. Well, so, yeah. so she's, she's <laughs> married to her twin brother? No, okay. Oh, okay. Al- Allie is best friends with Chanel, but she also has feelings for Chanel. Chanel is getting a divorce from her twin brother, Johnny, who is currently possessed by the devil. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, yes, yes. So it's, it's the her friend's brother and she's not her own brother okay right right i know i know who you're talking about now um that makes more sense yeah yeah yeah. i remember that because they were talking to me like huh do you think this is because we had sex i was like oh oh i wasn't expecting them to say that okay (laughs) so yeah 
there, there, there's a lot here, but I was literally watching these scenes and Roman also found a way to be offensive in these scenes because did he blame Sammy for Allie's rape? Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I, I don't. I didn't pay much attention because this whole proposal thing is so stupid. So he said something. He's like, um, you know, out. You know, Allie and Johnny and Sydney had so much upheaval because of Sammy taking them around the world looking for EJ. That it's no like basically that it's no wonder what happened happened because they weren't uh-huh. stable or or something like that and i i didn't fully like i didn't catch that at first but twitter did and like twitter went nuts when i saw that i was like hmm. I, okay that was weird <laughs> um these trip scenes they're making me like him more and it's pissing me off i want <laughs> him to be an asshole please but, be an asshole but honestly at this point if this is not his villain origin story, then he really just needs to go and stay gone at this point. Because, like, at this point, he's been the he's been the losing end of a triangle with Sierra and Ben, and he he got passed over there. Claire went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, he had a five second marriage to Haley that never got a chance to get going because again, Claire was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and now he's going to end up the loser again because i mean Allie and chanel are absolutely going to happen or who the hell knows maybe trip and chanel are going to happen i don't know (laughs) (laughs) now in trip's defense he he was telling the truth with roman he has been into her since he met her i said that when they first shared scenes right before she slapped him yeah the story in between the rape story is kind of what threw everything out of whack and they basically they downplayed them for so long now they're gonna make this engagement and their relationship important only to screw it up later like i'm annoyed i really like the scenes with ava and trip they're finally playing their mother-son relationship which they haven't played in a while but it's only right now it's only because of a plot point and that's what's irritating me because literally the only thing that has bonded them for the last six months is Henry, her child. And they were, oh wait, oh, we'll, we'll wait till we get to that scene. <laughs> I, I want better for Trip and Ava. I'm going to say that. If yeah. Well, not, if not, then send them on their way. Honestly, I don't really care about way. Trip, but Ava, yeah, I agree. We know you don't care about Trip. <laughs> honestly, at this point, Trip and Ava need to team up to destroy the people who hurt them. I would be okay with it. Yes. Like at this, because at this point, and and they tried to make Trip kind of like, like they tried to make Trip evil a couple different times and I never really bought it because it didn't have, it didn't have the history to back it up. I think it could work now. But I I think it could work work now if he was reluctant to do it. I want Ava to basically like, force him into it make Mm -hmm. like basically gaslight him gaslight him she wouldn't do this intentionally but gaslight him the way her father used to mess with her yeah drive trip over the edge and make him do something 
because right now he's just there. He doesn't know anything. We know it's going to come out. But once it comes out, I feel like it's kind of over. Like, I don't know if we're going forward. If he marries her, that's wild. I don't see that happening. Mm, no, I think their engagement party is going to get shot to hell, though. Yeah. Like, What's, literally. Like, I don't think he's going to have the time to do what Ava is doing to Rafe. I mean, unless he finds out sooner. Like, unless he finds out before. And then the devil orchestrates this whole big reveal. And then he... <laughs> great that you can say that <laughs> was it the devil was it the devil that got you <laughs> this show is nuts that's what it got us to say <laughs> but yeah like let's say he orchestrates the reveal right but Trip already knows at that point so Trip then like forgives her. So Allie thinks she's in the clear, but really Trip is just plotting to destroy her. I would be okay with that. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen either. But um, all right. Well, speaking of the devil, unless all right, do you have anything more you want to add to this particular segment before we move on? No, oh, move on. <laughs> I just all right. I just want to move on from the story as well. Like I want them to get to a point where it isn't as dumb as it, as it is right now. Cause the fact that proposal is a thing right now is dumb. Cause we have not. It's seen, weird. Yeah. We have it's not. A, it, seen, it's, it's a, a plot point. It's a Ron staple though. He does it. The thing is he usually doesn't do it with relationships. He hasn't focused on in the meantime. Like when he did it before, uh, does he do it this often? Well, I mean, oh wait, Gabby and Eli. I forgot about them. Um, Gabby and Eli, <laughs> Sarah and Rex. Well, they were they came on together. Yeah, I mean, but, but but again, that relationship never got any focus because they came on together and got got broken up. We were supposed to root for her to be with Eric, and then she ended up marrying him and wanting Eric the whole time. So it, he well, he I, does I was this. So it's, I barely remember that. I remember. I remember them getting married. In, Eric was the one who married them. Yeah, in the hospital. In the hospital chapel, right? Yep. Because they. But still, like, the, I, I miss the times where they had built up, like, towards a proposal and the marriage. And even if it's couples we're not supposed to root for, and we're supposed to root for the, like, the end, quote unquote, end game couple or whatnot, at least, like, there was some build up to it. There yeah, was there was the drama. There like we there just, hasn't been any investment in Trip and Allie. Exactly. From, I'm, I'm from the mo- basically from the moment from the moment Chanel showed up, there has been no investment in them. Exactly. But I I personally don't care about the pairing, so I guess. But it's I still would have liked the build up and the drama and the you, messiness and all the back you and you want this you want the climax to be worth your time. Exactly, because right now I'm just sitting here, like watching and waiting for it all to like explode, right? yeah. for the devil to tell the truth. Because we know it's probably gonna be the devil telling the truth or compelling someone else. That's probably well, how it's gonna well, come yeah. Because based on based on the again the sweeps preview, like he's not happy that Trip and Allie are engaged because he happy couples are his kryptonite, so he wants to destroy them, yeah. and so that is going to be his focus. Um, 
But speaking of Joe Devil, uh, he has come to see Julie to talk to Doug about being possessed. Julie does not react well. She tells him to leave and she has to go give Sierra and Ben a new welcome home present. He offers to do it for her as an apology. She agrees and he goes and he goes to see Ben and Sierra just as they finish their new house tour. And Ben puts Johnny on notice about the movie. Both are a little uneasy about his visit. Ben hangs the cross from Julie and the devil turns it upside down as he leaves. So this this one uh, surprised me. When, when, the, when the character first appeared and his eyes looked a bit weird and I, I wrote it down too, I was like, is this guy a demon? What's happening here? Um, and he, and he and actually was a demon. Yeah, I, I did. I, I was like, sure. It's like, is, is it that kind of show? I don't really know. <laughs> or maybe it was just weird lighting. Um, and that, But then he like went into the house and then like imagined everything on fire and that wasn't that wasn't an that wasn't an imagine that was a flashback when marlena johnny's grandmother was possessed by the devil mm. she actually went in there on christmas eve and lit their christmas tree on father okay on so fire. the guy so the, so, the, so the woman he was talking to no no well that's her house but no but you haven't seen the woman who did it but he's remembering uh, he's remembering when the devil was in an, was in his grandmother marlena who was originally possessed by the devil 25 years ago six now so this was kind of a reimagining the story kicked off in the fall with marlena being repossessed well first it kicked off with doug being possessed who was who johnny wanted to talk to julie is married to doug and said absolutely not so then marlena was possessed from september until christmas and then it was revealed on new year's eve that when the devil was exercised out of marlena he jumped into johnny Okay. Now, I remember, like, yeah, when he yes. went to the grandma, or the, not grandma, the, the woman in that house, and she, he's, like, asking, he's like, I want to talk to somebody about the what it's like to have the demon inside you or whatever. And then she's like, oh, you're not going to talk to him. So I'm guessing that that's the person you're talking about who previously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So now, is that movie that they're making, is it about the demon possession? Because that's what it yes. seems like. Yes, yeah. it's, oh, it about, okay. <laughs> it's, it's about It's about the original possession from the 90s. Okay. Yeah, that, that was... Wait, like, did when, you... when they started revealing all that stuff, I, I was just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie about a demon possession. And yeah, I... I I just started laughing because I, I did, was not expecting any of this at all. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a good surprise. Um, that's that's why I told you to watch because I, I told remember yeah. I told you before you started because you didn't want to watch all four. Remember when I told you that there's going to be enough crazy stuff happening yeah. that you're gonna that you're gonna be confused even if you watch all four. This I didn't realize exactly- that there were so many like plot lines that would not be in a single episode like i was constantly surprised when i'd watch an episode and be like oh wait who are these people what's going on now this is completely different <laughs> so i underestimated how many characters there are in, yeah in this show yeah but um so yeah i loved the julie oh what did you think of um and also by the way the devil wants ben and sierra's baby just Back yeah, so there. there's a that that gave me and my friend the biggest laugh because my friend was in the room while I was watching, but wasn't paying attention. And there's the scene where 
I, I don't remember exactly what happens. I think he gives a new cross and he's like, yes. oh, well, you need the good luck because the devil's after your baby. And they just casually go, was after our baby. And my friend hears this and she starts laughing. Because <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, it, with no, I, you know, I don't know anything that's going on. So it just hears this, the most casual dismissal of just like, the devil was after a baby not coming after us anymore and I, I just couldn't i couldn't handle it, it was, i was laughing for like two minutes after that <laughs> so yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed that reveal even though it wasn't a reveal but to me it was it's a really yeah it's a really good comedic timing even if they didn't intend it to be that way yeah um but I I loved this whole thing. I loved that Julie like doesn't have time for Johnny. Like she doesn't know that Johnny's possessed right now, but like she's like you have never you've been in town for like 6 months. You have not come to see us. You have not come to check on us and now all of a sudden you're here to talk about one of the most horrible times. Like why are you here? What did you guys think? She had no patience for him. But which was understandable because he genuinely has not been there since he showed up in town. <laughs> no, like this is even before like, he even before he was possessed, he just wasn't he wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, speaking of him being possessed, like I don't see much difference with Joe Devil and Johnny himself. Like the his end game and his like what he's trying to do is different. At least with Marlena, like Marlena is a uh, nurturing loving type of person and mar devil obviously the complete opposite johnny was messy already but this this was messy amplified but also johnny like joe devil just does does not give a single fuck about anything or anyone johnny at least did yeah in some cases johnny did but i think that's why johnny's the perfect cover because johnny was already kind of being a mess exactly that's why nobody batted an eye when he dumped chanel at the wedding reception because they had already built up that he was a womanizer so when he in fact became a womanizer didn't it didn't um it didn't it didn't really catch anyone off guard exactly now he he does need to be a little more methodical i feel like the devil's impulses are kind of running the show at this point and he's got to be very 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 careful because ben and sierra are already like what the hell is happening because they were very uneasy in that entire exchange they were which i mean and then the whole upside down cross thing like are you trying to yeah like (laughs) i had a lot to 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 say about that cross so First off, was the cross evil from the beginning? Because it looks weird. And she took it from the lady's house and needed to do it through like setting her stove on fire or something to make right. it run out of the room. So was it already an evil cross? What, what, what was the deal with that? No, that no. Ju- Julie, Julie was giving it to them as a housewarming gift as a, as a way to protect them against any forces of evil after everything that they had just gone through. Okay, and so he went and he cursed it. So that it would not be protected. I don't think he cursed it. He just turned it upside down. He turned it upside down when Ben hung it up. But I think. But that's such a bad idea for him to like. 
like yeah. it's, it's it's basically just means hey the devil's been here uh, um because there's no he, way that your cross is going to accidentally flip over if the screw is this high up and i don't know why if you the devil was already after your baby you'd just be like huh i best guess i did a really bad job screwing this uh, cross it, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, thankfully, they're like, as soon as we come back from the Olympic break, they're gonna start putting pieces together. But, like, I was like, okay, this is just very, very strange. And I was trying to figure out exactly how he was gonna get over there and and see them because, like, Johnny can't stand Ben for obvious reasons. Because, uh, backstory on Ben here, this should be fun. (laughs) Um, Ben is a reformed serial killer. Um, and... <laughs> the guy, the the, fa- the the one who's like, no, the devil's not after a baby anymore. He yeah. used to be a serial killer. He used yeah. to be a serial killer. Okay. And wow. one of one of his victims, who he didn't actually kill because he is still alive, um, is Johnny's older brother Will, who is also his wife Sierra's cousin. Okay, so that that's why the devil wants their babies. Like you're a serial killer, you got good right genes. Exactly. Yeah, so the, their their okay. their baby represents the perfect combo of good and evil. The evil from his genes from being a serial killer, and the good from her because she comes from good up like she comes from two of the most good upstanding um, bloodlines within Salem. Okay. Because it, it's interesting, I actually was wondering, like, is this guy evil when they first walked into the apartment? Because there was just something about the way it was framed when he walked in, and especially it was right after they revealed, or to me, that the other guy was possessed, or it made it seem like he was possessed by the devil, and then it immediately cut to them in the apartment. And I was just like, oh, is this like, is he also evil? Is he going to do some sort of like devil thing to her? Because they're in like a spooky apartment. Like, I don't know why their apartment is like everything's dark gray. I also had lots of questions about, so the apartment was also confusing me because maybe I misunderstood what they were saying. I I thought, I thought he was saying that they, he had just found the apartment. They hadn't bought it yet. No, no, he, he he bought it and he signed the lease for it, but he told, he told Sierra that if she didn't like it, that that the landlady agreed to rip up the lease. Okay. That's what they yeah, yeah, they were living in a basically studio apartment above a car, above a garage, a car garage, um, basically for like the last six months. Well, he's been okay. there a little over a year, but she's been with him for the last six months because she's just been presumed dead for a year. Um, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, so she was she was presumed dead. And so much, <laughs> so much happening. <laughs> She was prison dead for like about a year. Then he finds her. Then she had amnesia. So they were apart for like forever. And then they got remarried in August and then got pregnant in October. And so now they are preparing for their arrival of their baby. And they just got a new apartment, which thank God. And this is actually the apartment that I wanted them to have. Because we've oh, seen, so this. You've seen this one before. And yes. Like this. That. Mm. Yes, this particular set has been used um, on the Peacock show that they did. They did a spinoff called Days of Our Lives Beyond Salem, and they used this set there. This set was also used as Charlie, um, Allie's rapist, when he was alive and living in Salem. He was at that apartment. He was also murdered in that apartment. 
<laughs> so this, so it is a spooky apartment, is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Because I was I had I, I was really confused by two things about it. One was that they were getting there at night, which when he was describing it, I missed that he had bought it. So I was like, why is he showing her an apartment that he's thinking about buying at night? And then the second one. The cross is on the outside of the apartment. So he just went and he hung up the cross in the hallway of the apartment building in front of his door. Yeah, because I, th- I think it's really weird. It, it didn't bump for me because like usually because, I, I, you know, I guess if they want to protect the whole apartment, they put it right outside and theoretically it'd be like putting it on the door. Yeah, but I it's guess. like when's the last time you've been in an apartment building where people have like their stuff in the hallway like the public hallway in front of their apartment like that's really Uh, weird neighbors in my complex actually do that not crosses but they yeah but they have done it oh okay it's it's like it's like a little like power game it's like look i'm my 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 sphere of influence is creeping outward you you thought this whole public hallway was for everyone now it's a little bit part of it's just for me (laughs) (laughs) and the devil too i guess so Nick, are what did you guys think of all of this? It was a lot happening. Um, the Julie Johnny scenes were good. I don't remember much about the Ben. I don't remember much about Johnny getting there. So he I just kind of showed up. He okay. just kind of showed up. Literally, Ben and Sierra were about to go christen their new apartment, and there was literally a knock at the door. Oh, good. He does seem to have teleport abilities because the very end of the last episode or something, doesn't he just appear behind the conversation about him and they don't notice he's there listening? Yeah, he, he, he can kind of, he can, he can definitely teleport. And as you can see, he can also okay. transform yeah. into other people. Yeah, the devil. Wait, wait, he transformed? Yo, when did that happen? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get there. That's the okay. that's coming in a, in a couple of minutes. Oh, oh, I think I think I know what you're talking about. And I, I at one point I did suspect that might have happened, but I was like, no, that can't. can't. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm right. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is so much fun. All um, right, what did you think? This was an episode where everyone except for like Steve and Kayla annoyed me. I wasn't exactly thrilled how how Ben signed the lease of the apartment without even checking with Sierra. Like, I get surprising her with a new apartment and all of that. But, like, she's pregnant. She can make decisions. Like, it, it was just a very stupid way to do it. Ugh, I just, uh, I didn't like the scenes. It just, it was weird. Even the Johnny stuff for you? No, that worked, I guess, but the whole like him signing the lease and saying like, yeah, I don't want to put, uh, put stress on you, you're, and all of this and that. Like, okay, I, I mean, get it because of the devil was after their baby. Exactly, but it just played like, really weird. It didn't for me because like I was just so happy that they actually like have an apartment with multiple rooms because like every place they've lived has literally been like a one room studio. <laughs> So I was like, an apartment with rooms and a kitchen. Like we won. I was like, yes. Yeah, I get that. I was so happy. And like, part of me was like, Ben should have talked to her, but the other part of me was like, 
he doesn't really want to stress her out when she's already had to deal with the devil after her baby and he got the landlord to agree that if she didn't like it they can literally just rip up the lease and it never happened so like she didn't have to say yes but she ended up loving the apartment and I was I just as a Ben and Sierra die hard fan I was like yes my babies are in an actual apartment with rooms I was like yes and then I love the fact that Ben put Johnny on notice. He's like, yeah, like, just make sure that me, my wife, and my baby are nowhere near this movie. I think this entire movie is weird. I really don't understand why this is even happening. And Johnny's like, well, and I kind of love that Johnny um, was like, well, I get why you care about my grandmother. She's the one who, like, helped you but you can't really do anything to stop me. Can I ask a quick question about this movie? Is everyone involved with it evil? Because that's how it <laughs> seems. <laughs> the producer of the movie is, but um, not everybody. The producer's is- the bad father from the fourth episode, right? Yeah, he, yeah he's, he's the a bad, abusive father. Um, yeah. Not everybody involved in this movie is evil. Johnny himself isn't actually evil, except for the whole devil thing. But really? most of the people... Yeah, Johnny's actually. He seems like he was inherently evil. I mean, he he, had... he, can, he can be because he 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 does come from the evil family. The Demeras are kind of the villainous mm. family in town, and he is Stefano Demera's grandson. And Stefano Demera was like the big bad of the show. That's, that's for the, many, that's the many portrait, years. right? The, yeah, the great that's portrait. The port- I loved that portrait. That was. Yeah. I loved the. I wish they showed it more. That portrait is actually iconic and has been a part of the show and that set for many, many years. And um, the actor who played Stefano, Joseph Moscolo, he died about six years ago now. And um, so that's kind of their way to pay tribute to him. Yeah, it, it felt like that. It felt like it was like, um, this is this has been around for a while. This is a staple of the show. It had that feeling to it. But I just, it was, it was great. It was the perfect amount of like campy, um, just posing of uh, like the uh, no, I, I loved that portrait it was, it was yeah great. so but not everybody involved in the movie is evil but the subject matter is <coughs> excuse me but um, oh and also why can't like the two because those girls they're like you you have to be in the movie or you'll go to jail forever something I don't remember the exact thing and I was like <laughs> Did they sign a contract? Yes. The- yes. Okay. So because why did they sign the contract then? Because the movie was set to go. But this movie thing started like way back in the summer when Johnny first hit town. He wanted to make a movie. And then um, Will had actually, his older brother Will had written a movie um, about their mom, Sammy, years and years ago. And he got the copy of that script. He saw... Um, a mention of the possession within the script and decided to make that the entire movie. Uh, and then once everybody realized that the devil was actually back in town, Johnny had shelved the movie. He wasn't going to do it anymore. But by that point, um, people had already signed on and agreed to play parts in the movie. Okay. So then Johnny shelved it and then Johnny got possessed. And then Ray just came back to town wanting to be like uh where's my movie where's my money like you're absolutely doing this because you have to and he's holding everybody to the contracts that they signed so are there any other things we want to discuss about this particular part of the devil story before we move into the next part 
Um, I think I've covered everything. What about you guys, Nick? Ariat? I'm good. We can move Arya? on. We can move on. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So Ben notices the cross is upside down the next day and tries to fix it as Jake stops by to vent about Johnny. He is worried and Ben tells him not to worry and about Johnny and to trust Gabby. And I'm just going to combine the Gabby part into this and we can just kind of discuss it all together. Gabby, meanwhile, has gone to see Johnny. Their crazy chemistry is on display again as Johnny tries to make her doubt Jake. It doesn't work well. So Johnny impersonates Jake with Maggie and basically betrays Gabby, which she overhears. Johnny is then her shoulder to cry on. She wants to confront Jake, but Johnny convinces her to team up with him instead to destroy Jake. So the Ben and Jake Matt- scenes are weird for me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. No. Okay. So this is the one where he, he did transform into a different person. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I didn't catch that until the very end of that, where it's, I was like, where did Johnny come from? What happened to the other guy? <laughs> that wasn't him pretending to be someone else because it did the, the way that the scene immediately after did frame it slightly that way but i thought that, that couldn't be what was happening so until you mentioned that i had kind of forgotten that i even thought about it because that, that whole thing the woman um grace or something that we said her name is um, maggie is just maggie yeah she's just like she's her back is to the wall and she's going no why are you saying this oh no that's gabby Could that's gabby oh gabby. gabby oh yeah yeah and and then this was the thing that really uh, threw my brain apart was because she was wearing this like white shirt and while she was leaning up against the wall. And it seemed like lots of women in the show seemed to like wearing white shirts. But then when she started talking to Johnny, it was revealed to me that her white shirt was actually half white and half this like weird mustard <gasps> beige. And I was I don't know. I, like, it was such a, ugly shirt and i was like <laughs> it was actually is... a jacket yeah yeah a jacket but the, the it like it was it was horrible <laughs> I, I i i it was really bad and i i, I could that was part of why i was also confused because once i saw the jacket i kind of couldn't pay attention to what they were saying i knew she was upset because she thought that the guy was like oh i don't need the ceo position i'm gonna be nice and it's fine don't worry about it she's like <gasps> he's not being selfish that monster yeah but yeah so jake and gabby have been together for like the last year though i'm not really sure why except for the fact that the actor supposedly have really good chemistry because the actor came on as a different character like a couple of years ago and then they ended up killing off his original character but the couple was so popular that they brought the actor back as his twin brother so Gabby is now dating the twin brother of her dead husband. Hmm. Okay. Well, this show is she, so complicated. <laughs> she really needs to get a better shirt. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> that, that was completely unacceptable, that jacket. I, it, I, it really was. That <laughs> was, was not good. Um, but Arya, to your point, the Ben and Jake scenes um, were to serve a, to me served a purpose on two fronts one it showed the absolute lack of foundation that jake and gabby have that was completely clear also too it put it made ben suspicious of johnny like his guard was already up after the scenes yesterday now he's finding out about 
Johnny wanting Gabby and dumping Chanel. So now we know that Ben and Sierra are going to kind of be figuring out that the devil's back and that Johnny may be possessed. The thing is, I get why Ben would be suspicious, but he came off as not liking Johnny. And he really doesn't have a reason to. But That's I mean, what... based, based, based on the interactions that they've had, I kind of don't blame him. Yeah, Johnny doesn't like him. And he knows that. But like, he doesn't have a reason to dislike Johnny. Well, as of right I mean, now. I... That's the if point. Some, if someone, if I know someone dislikes me and they suddenly show up to my house, I'm going to Yeah, but they're not showing up for, it. they're not, he, he didn't show up for Ben. He showed up for like Sierra. True, but he also hasn't shown up for Sierra before this. Exactly. Which and is why it was just like, uh, it was just a plot point. And then uh, I hate when the show does, does that, but like, it's a plot point for Ben to start getting suspicious and like Ben and Sierra theorizing about the devil being back and all of that. And it's just like, you can move it gracefully instead of just having it like unfold like this. I think I think the bigger point for me in those scenes was the t- it, it showed me that Jake has absolutely no faith in Gabby. He has no faith in him either. So, but actually, she has more like she has more faith in him than he has in her. That is true because yeah, because that's that's kind of why Johnny had to do what he did. Exactly because she she wasn't willing to betray Jake, and he had to he had to make her think that Jake was betraying her, which in order for her to be to even think about working with Johnny. So that actually showed that Gabby has deeper feelings for Jake. And Jake, I think, is letting his insecurities most likely about Stefan get in his way I with mean, Gabby. Their entire foundation is that he looks like Stefan. Because we have not seen why they actually love each other, especially Gabby. Like, why... No. Why yeah. does she love Jake? Well, we thing is we've actually we saw it with her when when Jake was first introduced that it was about the way he looked, but they didn't yeah. go anywhere beyond that. They just kind of got together after she left. That that was never a thing again. Yeah. So when they yeah when she got when she she left she came back they got together they got together again after he dumped Kate and they never touched on the mess that they dealt with when he first showed up yeah which I think is which I think is now going to circle back around because I think not only does Jake have issues with the Stefan of it all but the fact that she left they never fully touched on the fact that she left him either and I think all of that because they've been way too focused on the business side of right their stories but but I think it's all going to come back around and circle and circle back around because we know they have a big fight coming. Yeah. Camilla said that in the Zoom that she did. Um, so I'm thinking it's all going to be, it's it's all going to be connected in, in a weird way. I think it might be a little too late at this point, but I just wasn't expect I wasn't expecting Johnny, uh, J- Jake to be the one to have no faith. I expected Gabby to flip a lot easier than she did, to be honest. I did not think that Johnny would need to transform himself into Jake in order to make her doubt him. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't think that either. <laughs> like, I honestly thought his words, like, I thought his words were going to be enough. And I swear to God, 
there was a point like when she called him or like when he called her and they were on the phone and they agreed to meet up and then it cut to Jake in the Demera mansion looking for them. I swear to God, I thought he was going to walk in on them sleeping together. With It might happen eventually because there's spoilers out there that she deceives Jake. I don't know. No, I, I, I know, but I literally thought that that's what was, was about to happen. I think um, when it comes to Gabby, she's always been more into Stefan and Jake than they were into her. Yeah. So... Th- that didn't surprise me. It, the uh, fact that, well, the fact that she needed Stephen, to be pushed over the edge. I think Stefan was into her more than she was into him at first. Because remember, Stefan well, yeah. was dumb enough to think that her feelings were genuine and literally signed everything over to her lock, stock, and barrel and got himself screwed out of everything. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And that was, and that was because he loved her. So we can't say that Stefan didn't love her. Yeah, it's it's... Right now, it's, let me rephrase, it's always been clear that Gabby has been more into Jake because even when he was humiliating her with Kate mm-hmm. and pulling her through all that mess, she never really backed off. Like she, she always, I wanted her to that so she, badly, that she, and she could- but she always made it clear that she wanted Jake and Jake show already showed us that he was not, he didn't really care. No. And honestly, Jake has never shown any investment. This is going to sound so weird, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, and I want to throw up saying this, but the person he's shown the most investment with is Kate. Yeah. Yeah. He he wanted that to work. Remember that scene where, was it, was it New Year's? Yeah, it was New Year's. He, he was, he started crying. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So he was very into Kate. Um, I don't want them back together. God no. But God no. Like, but no. but he was I've, crying yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he was, like he was very he, into her. He he dropped Gwen like a hot potato to hook up with Gabby, literally, and then got his heart smashed by Gabby, but then jumped right into the relationship with Kate. Now, granted, jumped right from Kate back to Gabby, but the person he showed the most feeling for and the most investment with is Kate as yeah. vile and disgusting as that relationship was. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just, I think Kate surprised him. Like, okay, Gwen for him made sense. Him being attracted to Gabby makes sense. I think Kate surprised him the most. That's why he fell for her so hard. And I don't think they ever addressed that after it was over. No. They just kind of just moved on. And I think at this point we can move on to the next story point. Or do you have anything else you want to add before we move on? More Johnny and Gabby scenes. Thank you. Yeah, like their chemistry is out of this world Mm. insane. Mm. Like I literally, like I need them screwing on every flat surface they can find at this point. I will say though that Jack distracted me a lot during their scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, God, I wanted that jacket. Like, wh- also, where were they? Were they in the Demera Garden or were they just in a random park set that's new? I think they were at the park set because that was the same park set, like, uh, when Philip and Gabby had their scenes. I don't think that Oh, was- and and Nicole and Theo had scenes there, too, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. And with the Carmine stuff as well. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 
I don't think that it's the Demerit Garden. It's just like, I think that it, park is. I think it was the Demerit Garden at one point, but yeah. it's not now. Yeah, it's not anymore. But I think that park is what, oh, I don't remember what the park used to be called. Um, do you remember when Sierra was kidnapped when she was a, like a little kid? Oh, like it's yeah, connected. Kinda, What's that yeah. park called? I don't remember what the park is called, but I can picture the old set with like the stone, like the stone archway. Yeah. yeah. Like, it feels like it's close to that, like close to the park bench. We've seen a lot as well. I don't yeah. Know, I don't know if it's there anymore. I don't remember if they, if that park ever had a name. I don't think it had a name, but it's, I think it's all connected. Do we still have that park bench? Remember where, uh, <laughs> Eli proposed to Lonnie and Ben proposed to Sierra. Yeah, well that that's the little that's the little area off the square. I don't even I, I don't think we've seen that in a minute. Yeah, that's I kind of think that's all like not that far away from each other. But... Yeah, I'm trying to think the la- I think the last time we saw that was maybe Xander and uh, Sarah. Chanel and drunks. Uh, no, oh, Chanel and oh yeah, 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 Chanel and yeah. Xander. That was last year. Damn. Yeah, so it, it it's been a minute. It has. Wow. Cause I think you know what? They've been they've been using that part of the park ever since they started using the tunnels again, because that also is the area where that, that has the secret entrance into the tunnels. Then the tunnels are is that part the devil story or the serial killer story? Uh to- <laughs> totally different story. The Demera okay. mansion, you you know the mansion um yeah, that yeah. that has the yeah. There's there's a set of tunnels underneath that house that basically go all over town. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> all over town. I still can't believe it's that. But anyway, let's move on. All right, moving on to our next story. Chad is worried sick about Abby. He talks to Kate, and they put the pieces together of what happened to her. Chad is determined to find Abby. And Abby knows this and uses it to her advantage. She has found proof that Steve and Kayla are on the island and demands to know what has been done with them. Matt, what did you think of all of this? This one, this one was a fun um, one that kept having a bunch of reveals uh, and surprises. Um, for example, like, well, so it started off with she meant the very first thing she mentions is like Xander is going to find me or something like that. So I thought that he was going to be like, I don't know. He cared about her in some capacity, but then it immediately cuts to him in bed with some British woman and they're talking about like a marriage proposal. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is, he doesn't care about her. Okay. I couldn't tell if that was meant to be a comedic joke or I just, because she doesn't talk about him again. It then switches to that Chad guy. And he's the one to come find her. Yeah, she's married to Chad and Xander is engaged to Gwen, who is Abby's sister. Okay. Yeah. Because it, Oh wait! No, I thought I thought she's British. The actress is British. Well, no, they they just don't explain why they have British accents. Well, Gwen, Gwen is. uh, How do we? She was London. They're half siblings. She they have the same father. Okay, okay, Um, gotcha. She she was born in Illinois, right? Was it? Was she born in Chicago? And she moved to England when she was a kid with her mom. Okay. That's why she has a um, British accent, but <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, um, the kidnapping stuff. There was there was plenty of just like reveal uh, again reveals to me uh, of just things that just kept thro- surprising me. Um, 
like the discovering the um the eye patch underneath the, the couch <laughs> the <laughs> eye patch um and yeah and then there was a, a a really good line where um when they were talking about like oh we, I, I bet you that that she was kidnapped by was it jennifer is that the the kidnapper's name what's the lady Kristen. Name? Kristen. Kristen. And they're like, yeah, I think I think Kristen um, maybe kidnapped her. She has kidnapped before. Remember when she was wearing uh, this person's face? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the mask? And she's like, yeah, that's true. She has the technology. I was like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? What do you mean she has the technology? <laughs> so, so, yeah, there was lots of really like fun, like casual um, reveals of, of, of crazy things because, you know, it's not supposed to be a reveal, but when I have no idea what's going on and they're just talking about these insane things like they're normal. And I'm just like, if this person has a problem kidnapping people, why is she allowed to continue kidnapping people? I, I don't, and she has mad, like, I guess highly advanced mask technology. Yes, latex masks. <laughs> so, Which, yeah, when, you put the, when you put the mask on, you look exactly like the other person, and there's a switch inside the masks that also gives you their voice okay yeah because when they said that i, I was like that's so funny <laughs> it also means i don't know who then it like could be this kidnapper oh no every everybody is their original face all of the masks have been revealed and dealt with okay um, okay the the masks were things that have happened previous uh throughout uh the last couple of years but big time within the last year but everybody now has their original face Okay, because it also, I, I got a bit confused, and maybe it was because I, I heard Christian and thought it was a man at first, because there was a part where I thought they were talking about a male kidnapper, and I was like, but don't they know it's a woman? And then they no, didn't talk about it again, so I don't know if I misunderstood Christian as a male, or if they were talking about it's, a different yeah, kidnapper, I think, too. I think you heard Christian, but it's actually Kristen. Okay, okay. So I, I think you just kind of confused the names there. Yeah, because I thought there was like at one point I was like, "Oh, is the is the actually a man wearing a woman's mask pretending to be the kidnapper?" And I was like, "Was this going to be another thing?" But also, one thing I you should know, I wouldn't put it past them. It could happen. It could happen, but yeah. one thing you should know is that Kristen and Chad are brother and sister. Okay. So, Kristen also, I, I wrote one thing down and circled it, which is why was the gun so small? Um, <laughs> they love. They love to give women. They love. They yeah. love to give women teeny tiny guns. Yeah, it was very distracting how small the gun was. But also, I love that Abby knew that she was that Kristen was never going to shoot her. No, she wasn't going to do that to Chad. And she knew it, which is why she was able to push and ask all the questions. But I like I normally eye roll heavily whenever Chad and Kate have scenes together. But this was the one time where it actually made sense. Yeah, I was I was cool with it. I'm I'm glad that Chad. Yeah, it's it's being smart right now. He figured out okay, so Kristen probably has my wife. And Kate, did, was it Kate that reassured him that Kristen wouldn't do anything to Abby, or did because he was worried that Kristen may hurt her? Yeah, it was okay. Kate. Yeah, she, Kate knows enough about Kristen to say okay, she's crazy, but she's not that crazy. that crazy <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it's 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 interesting. I love that Chad immediately knows that something's wrong. He's immediately going to start 
looking for her. I love that Kate was actually like supporting this because Kate and Abby haven't always had the greatest relationship. So I wasn't sure how that was going to go. And I love that Chad, Chad was like, I know my wife better than this. What the hell was I thinking? Just going upstairs and making dinner. I, of course, knew that she was going to go after the person she thought was Sarah. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah, he figured so, it out late, but he figured it out. Now, now, which one was Sarah? I was very confused. Is Sarah the girl in the white dress who seemed yes. like she was like crazy? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which we'll, we'll, we'll get there because there's a lot of backstory there. Which um, So Sarah has been gone for like a year. Um, Sarah, because Kristen was in jail and had broken out of jail and had switched places with her doppelganger, Susan. You don't know Susan. Susan hasn't been mentioned. But she was, so Susan was in jail as Kristen and Kristen was out of jail living as Susan. Sarah figured this out right before she was set to marry Xander. So... Kristen had Sarah kidnapped, put on a latex mask of her face, turned herself into Sarah, and dumped Xander on the day that they got married and made everybody believe that Sarah went off with her ex-boyfriend Rex. When in actuality, when in actuality, she shipped the real Sarah, who was dosed with a needle full of hallucinogenic drugs off to this tropical island. And we have not seen Sarah in a year. Or just about yeah. a year at this point. So um, this was actually the Friday was actually the first time that we had seen actual Sarah in like close to a year. But then they okay. replayed that scene on Monday. Did she always wear weird dresses that made her look like she was from like a hundred years ago? No. no. Okay. <laughs> it, this this was this was this was very very strange in, in an interesting way which we'll talk about in a second when we get there um but what did you guys think of uh specifically all right nick the abby Kristen stuff did you like it i enjoyed it because i think i said the same like the same thing last week like they know they don't like each other they're not going to pretend that they like each other they're sisters-in-law that's all they are they have to deal with each other sometimes but she immediately Abby immediately figured out that Kristen was up to no good, um, especially with Stephen Kayla's stuff just being, why, like, why is there stuff just around the house? <laughs> why didn't um, Kristen clean it up? So well, especially, when she, especially when she knew that Abby was basically being FedEx to her door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. The way you said it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it was literally like, I mean, Grant, it was literally like she was picking up a package. It was. I mean, I really enjoyed the scenes. Uh, I thought, or as far as I remember, I enjoyed them. But you can kind of tell that Marcy is ready to leave and we know it's coming soon anyway. But like, that's the vibe I got from the scenes. Oh, I didn't get that at all. I thought Marcy was having a blast. I think there was just so much like oh I got the I got a different yeah, impression yeah it, to me it felt like Marcy was having so much fun because Marcy's never really gotten a chance to do this Marcy's all you know her, her Abby has always been the damsel in distress the I'm suffering from mental illness woe is me what is happening to me character but she hasn't been that like this is the first time she's in an adventure and she's actually not she's 
actively fighting and trying to save herself. She's not just sitting there waiting for Chad to come get her. I really love the writing for Abby. Yeah. Nick, what did you think? Did you get the, which, where do you fall? Are you more on Ariat's team or my team where it comes to Abby and Marcy's performances in these scenes? Um, I couldn't, can't really speak on that. It just seemed like she was ready to, because she knows Kristen's full of shit. So that's how it seemed like she was just reacting that way oh. to Kristen. I like, think Abby was over it, not so much Marcy. Yeah, which Ab- I think Abby's I think over I- Kristen because she's always, she's never like Kristen. Yeah, it could be. Because Kristen, every time Kristen shows up, all hell breaks loose for her and her husband. So <laughs> she just, she just, she would rather be home with her husband and her kids and not dealing with Kristen and her BS. Yeah, because it never ends point. well. It never ends well. But speaking of Steve and Kayla, Kayla comes to in a storage room and finds Steve locked in the trunk. They realize they are being held by Kristen and start to piece together where they are and why they are there. They also figure out that Kristen has Sarah. Matt, what did you think of all this? So, yeah. So the reveal that there was a fight with a nun and there's just a nun waking up on a floor and finding uh, a one-eyed man. I was like, where... What where is this coming from now? We're done, and I was like, "No, I really like you can't. You can't just say this is all you're getting now." Like I wanted more. Okay, I'm gonna. That was. Can that be the title of the podcast? (laughs) A fight with the nun and a one-eyed man. Yes, (laughs) please. It's like the the, the kidnapping storyline and the 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 devil storyline, just like. Just, they kept blowing my mind. I'm gonna, <laughs> keep, like, I'm gonna start calling. I'm gonna start <laughs> calling Steve the one-eyed man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, she mentioned a nun or something like that, and I was like, "Oh, they're dressed like a nun in Europe." I was like, "What?" And then they literally show a nun waking up on the floor. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, so backstory: I, I, Kayla, yeah. Kayla and Steve were married. Steve was hired to try and locate Kristen. And th- and Kayla went with him as his um, as his partner in crime, and they went undercover at a convent as a priest and a nun to try and find Kristen. Kristen was there, okay. and in turn kidnapped them and also FedExed them to the island. Okay, gotcha. And then it was like flashback to the fight scene, which was great. Or the thing I assumed that, it was a flashback. It yeah, it was a flashback. Any, anything with that weird ass filter is a flashback. Hmm. Yeah. Um. The one thing that I was dying at for petty reasons was Steve stuffed in the trunk. <laughs> like, cause I was expecting Steve to be passed out on the bed. So when Kayla came to, and all of a sudden you hear, you hear the, the thumping of the trunk and she opens it up and it's just Steve in the trunk. I lost it. I was dying. That was Why was he in the trunk? <laughs> I don't know. Except that that's the trunk that she uses to transport everybody Kristen, Kristen was probably just bored and she probably just wanted he probably would have been like she can take Kayla she probably would have had to actually fight Steve had he gotten loose wherever when they were transporting him so she probably just put him in there for safekeeping to keep him so out were they way. both in the trunk and then she took one out and was like oh I'm tired I'll take the other <laughs> one out <later."> <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny <laughs> that really would have really been funny <laughs> 
I'll get them later. <laughs> but also, I'll have, have a Sepia-Ton flashback to that in another episode. Also, it's it's hilarious to me because they moved Ben and Sierra out just in time because they then turned their garage apartment into the storage room that, where they're being held. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't figure that out when he was doing his little sleuthing. He was like, let's figure out where we are. Two cans of beans. But it's, it's supposed to be an island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was but, like, oh, where are we? Hmm. I'm surprised about weather you must be in a weather uh, um, shelter or something yeah, okay I'm, I'm surprised no one has died while being transported transported in the trunk there must be like air holes or something because with how big and huge that thing is because even even Lindsay like because with Lindsay did uh, I think edition day is like two three weeks ago now and she even said like you guys did not have to get a trunk this big because I could barely push this thing like you literally could have stuffed me in a suitcase and it would have been fine <laughs> yeah but no I lo- oh go, go ahead. ahead oh no go ahead. okay um I was gonna say these things were on the same day was it Tuesday yeah, it was yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, these were Tuesday. Because I remember there was the Craig and Nancy stuff and then, and then Julie screaming. And I was like, I was being so exhausted by the episode that I really <laughs> enjoyed Steve and Kayla. They were like the bright spot of the episode. And I really enjoyed their scenes. And I haven't liked their their story, this arc so far. But these yeah. were fun these scenes were so much fun because this was classic Stephen Kayla like this is like stuff straight out of the 80s there was there was nothing creepy like they weren't they weren't trying to cosplay as the sexy nun and priest like it wasn't (laughs) this was this was was really Stephen Kayla at their peak in their element yeah you know it was it was literally like 80s greatness yeah and, so it, was, and it. it was just fun. And I love that they kind of pieced together that she has Sarah based on how Kristen reacted when um, when Sarah was mentioned. Yeah. Because she seemed com- like she seemed completely shocked that it was Philip. But when but then she's like, but she was almost relieved that it was about Philip and not about something else. And then they kind of put it together that she had Sarah, which I thought that was really smart. And now we can kind of move on to the Sarah of it all. Uh, speaking of Sarah, we finally see her alive on the island, but she's very clearly not okay. She thinks Kristen is protecting her, but she just wants to get back to the man that she loves. She is acting very innocent and childlike, and this is giving me Hope, Gina, Maison Blanche vibes, and I'm curious to see where this goes. Now, Matt, I'm very curious to see what you thought of this. It felt like it was from a completely different like show or movie where it's like, the woman who's been kept away and hasn't ever seen the outside world and it's like don't you can't go outside you're going to get sick but i want to go and smell the flowers no you can't you're going to get allergies you have to stay inside fine i'll just spin around in my room while wearing this beautiful gown like that's what it felt like to me and i and like i don't understand if she's only been there for a year like it seems like she's been like a recluse like her entire life that's that's what it felt like to me. Like this is a person who's always been sheltered and just doesn't. I know think the outside because world. she doesn't know who she is currently. Because the last oh, time we saw okay. the last time we saw her before this, she was literally dosed with a hallucinogenic drug. But surely that would have worn off a year later. <laughs> no, without treatment. 
this particular oh. drug um, was also used on Abby at one point, and Abby yeah. takes medication to control the oh, hallucinations okay. that she still so sees. Is, if this she... is part of the technology that uh, Kristen has. No, th- this was completely separate. This, the, this hallucination. <laughs> oh. <well>, actually, <laughs> okay. actually, no, because actually, Doctor Rolf, who created the masks, also created the drug. So yes, but Kristen didn't intend to drug her. So backtracking a bit. Um, when Gwen first came to town, Gwen is the British chick that Xander's engaged to. Yeah. Um, Abby's sister, she believed that um, her father knew she existed the, her entire life and just chose to raise Abby over her. So she wanted revenge on Abby. So she drugged Abby and made Abby start hallucinating. And Abby is now on medication to control these hallucinations. Well, when the whole truth came out, Abigail decided to kidnap Gwen and she almost she almost drugged Gwen with the same drug. And she was holding her in the Demera tunnels, which is where Kristen held Sarah when Kristen kidnapped her last year. So Sarah found the needle full of hallucinogenic drugs and was going to use it on Kristen and try to escape. They then ended up fighting over the needle and, and Sarah ended up injecting herself with it. Okay. So it was, an ac- she, it was an accident. She was, it was an accident. So she basically, basically Kristen forced her to do it. She's basically been high as a kite for the last year. Wow, it's an intense and, drug. Yeah, it's and I'm thinking that that is what um that is what is causing this because they're also very particular to say she's saying that she wants to get back to her love, but they're not saying who her love who? is. Yeah, that's kind of what i got caught up on i don't think she's talking about xander i don't think she's talking about xander either but my thing is this was giving me and i don't i don't know if you two have seen this because i don't think you were watching days then but this was giving me hope gina maison blanche vibes have either of you seen any parts of maison blanche uh that is i don't is that white house no, I, I'll explain what I know. You don't know what it. You have to refresh my memory because it's been a while. Since okay, I don't I think that. I have. I don't think I've ever. Seen I have it. seen it, but I'm... I know what I know what okay. you're referring to. I just don't think I've ever seen it. Okay, so back in the '90s, Stefano had kidnapped a woman named Hope Matt, um, who is actually Sierra's mother. She was presumed dead at the time, and she had no memory of who she was. But when we met her. She literally was going by the name Gina. She had no memory of her previous life. And Stefano was keeping her there for her own safety, much like Kristen is with Sarah. So the way they did this reveal was very similar to that. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see exactly who Sarah thinks she is and who she wants to come back to. I want to know so what year she thinks it is. Hmm. I did think about that too. Like, what's her timeline? So wait, we're assuming that she thinks she's someone else. Uh, yeah, because she definitely, she definitely, I don't think is Sarah, and she's very childlike. She's very childlike. I thought that could have been a, like a reaction to the drugs, but didn't Kristen refer to her as Sarah? That's her name, but she may not have any recollection of what that means. Because, okay. like, even even when um. Even when Gina, like when when Gina, well, Hope as Gina was in Maison Blanche, she had pictures of Hope's life, but they didn't. And, and the picture of Bo always fascinated her. 
she always wanted to find Bo. She never knew who he was. And then she saw him in the garden and it, it kind of got her curiosity peaked. So I'm very interested to see ex- exactly um, who she thinks she is. Because at first I was kind of disappointed because she was just sitting there reading going, oh my God, I can't read anymore. I have to get back to you. And I'm like, wait, have we been sitting here? Like, has she been sitting here for a year? And she's completely fine. Like, are they really about to waste this giant opportunity? They have to change her character. And then Kristen walked in and I was like, okay. And she, yeah, she was seen very friendly with Kristen. So that threw me off. And Kristen was feeding her and she wasn't scared of Kristen. So, okay, that could, yeah, that's a dead giveaway that she doesn't, she has no recollection of what Kristen did to her. So she, she probably just knows Kristen as the, as the nice lady protecting her. Exactly. Because that's what Kristen told her. Because if the if this drug is making her see things, then maybe Kristen told her, well, I'm protecting you from the things that you see. And as long as you stay here, you're not going to see those things. I wonder if she's trying to get back to Rex instead of Xander. Uh, this is Ron. So I'm also low-key terrified that <laughs> Uh, we are heading into um, like teenage Jessica on One Life to Live territory. Oh God, please don't let that. I hope she doesn't think she's a kid. Please don't do that. I mean, she's already acting so childlike. Yeah, that's the impression I get too. I genuinely thought that was because of the drug. I didn't... No, I don't want it. Of PTSD from that. I don't want to see that again. Listen, I don't want to see that again either because just no on every every level. But I just I don't understand I don't understand exactly what's gonna happen. I mean, we're gonna find out, thank God, the week we come back from the Olympics, because there's something spoiled that Steve and Kayla have a very strange encounter with Sarah. Okay. Well, I feel like any encounter they're gonna have with her is strange. <laughs> Well, yeah, but at this point, I also think that's kind of going to kind of give us a clue because if she doesn't recognize Kayla, that's going to be, because they work together, so she doesn't recognize Kayla at all, that's going to be a big clue that something's up. The only other thing I could think, and this is going to sound insane, but then again, most of my theories when it comes to the show do sound insane, because she thinks she's Abby. Thinks she's who? Abby. Abigail? Yes. Why would she think she's Abby? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the drug, the drug that she got was specifically made for Abby. True. So I don't know. I guess we'll see soon. That'll be weird. Um. I have no clue who Sarah <laughs> thinks she is. I just know something is off. All I know is that when when Sarah when Lindsay read the script. It made, remember that thing I told you um, that she said it made her go, oh my God, like what's happening? And it made a lot of the other cast members do do it too. Mm-hmm. I, I think whatever that is, is the reveal of whoever Sarah is currently. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So I, I feel like we are headed in for a major mind fuck. Do you think they do a thing where she's like possessed by like an innocent angel and then she has to go and fight like Johnny or something. Building up, put those two I, together. It's 
it's possible but only the only reason i say no is because she was completely off canvas before the devil even became a thing again so oh, okay. i th- i think it's i think it's going to stay separate it's it's going to be its own weirdness thank god because we do not need those two stories colliding no <laughs> <laughs> what happens if the devil gets kidnapped he's like drag you, you give me drugs now i don't even know i'm the devil anymore <laughs> actually that would be interesting they drug the uh, devil this enjoy drug will it affect him probably I not i would think the devil he's like, so uh, and now we get to move on and talk about xander oh no. Poor, pathet- poor pathetic <laughs> Xander. Xander, meanwhile, is deep in his clown era yet again when he proposes to Gwen. Gwen says no, thinking this is a reaction to Sarah being gone, and he does nothing to dispel that fear by proposing with Sarah's ring. He does manage to get her to say yes, and they are engaged. He's an idiot. A I wrote that down. But go ahead. I wrote Xander is really dumb, and then I underlined. It. I love that no. you're saying that with no context of the show. That, that, was, that was my main takeaway from this storyline. I was really happy that it was only in the first episode, and then it wasn't in the others because I was every time I was on screen, it was just like you're so stupid. <laughs> that is the consensus. Yeah, I love that you know that. Um, it's because you you have no knowledge of the fact that Gwen knows that Xander that um, Sarah, Sarah is, is that Sarah is being held captive by Kristen. So I could tell something was off with her. Like she she was overly hesitant. Where I was like, is she is she doing something bad? I don't know. But and also at one point, because I think was that had they mentioned the face technology at some. I think I might yeah. have thought like, oh, maybe she's wearing a fake face. Yeah, because um, G- Gwen was running around as Sarah like a couple of weeks prior. Like Abby thought. Oh, that so she Sarah- was. Yeah, Abby. Yeah. Oh, Sa- cool. I was Sa- right. Sarah had come back to town a couple weeks ago to convince Xander to stop looking for her because the, the walls were closing in on Kristen. Okay. So Kristen sent the, the Sarah mask to Gwen and Ava and both of them had worn the mask at different times so um when xander was talking about sarah breaking his heart again the sarah that broke his heart was gwen in a sarah mask i see okay and then the sarah that abby was following the night that she disappeared was ava in a gwen in a sarah mask it's probably pretty dangerous to send two people the same mask because what if they don't coordinate you it's know, one really. it's one it's one literally just one mask they shared oh, oh okay i thought i thought they both got different masks and i was like nope. oh you know what if they put them on the same day it's like yeah so and xander knows how these masks work because the first time Kristen wore a mask with somebody else's face a few years ago xander was actually helping her mm. he's been so dumbed he, down for the plot he, i hate yeah, i hate it when it happens which Xander was already dumb to begin with. Lovely dumb, but mm-hmm. dumb anyway. So they're literally forgetting the fact that he knows how these masks work. And he's not even questioning Gwen. He's just accepting this at face value. And it is infuriating. It's so stupid. You mean Xander? But- 
Yeah, yeah he's I, stupid too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that you have zero knowledge of this show or anything that was happening and you still picked up that Xander I, was I, Yeah, it was, oh, oh, it came across <laughs> so quickly. I was just like, my God, this guy is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, brings, that brings me such joy. <clears throat> There's not yeah. much to say about this. Like, Xander is stupid. Like, why yep. would you propose to her with Gwen, with Sarah's with ring, Sarah's when, you're yeah. to, when you're trying to convince her that you really want her? But I guess Xander has no money, so where is he supposed to get a new ring? Also, wh- also, why is he proposing in, like, a bed late at night? It's early not, in the morning. Oh, oh, it's early in the morning? Wait, are yeah, you sure? Because it, it was... What? Oh, because they're in England. Okay. No, no, no they're in England. But I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was morning, wasn't no, it? Because it was in, it was in the first episode. So it would have been when the other people were having like their oh, dinner. It, okay, yeah. It, okay, then it was night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I have not no... that morning's that much better for a... also can we talk about the fact that he's also proposing to Gwen in the same place that he proposed to Sarah? Because he proposed to Sarah in the hotel room too. He did. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's not making his case. Like, and good on Gwen for being a little weirded out and saying no. But also, why did you accept it? Like, you, you could have just said, we don't need to get married right now. You don't need to prove anything to me. Just let's just keep doing what we're doing. We can revisit this discussion later. Like, she didn't need to say yes. But that's a Ron thing, so there he's gonna do something unnecessary. To that's also a Gwen thing because Gwen... true, true, because she she definitely did not need to say yes, but she always does unnecessary shit. So, <laughs> so I mean, for once, that's keeping her in character. So let's like I'm not gonna. Yeah, because there's there's really no reason for her to get married to Xander at the, or get engaged to Xander at this time, since she knows this Sarah secret is looming. But that is what. Gwen does. She sets her, she you. always sets herself up for a big fall. Yep. And honestly, at this point, I'm rooting for it. But you know, it's, Gwen and Xander both deserve the giant fall because when Sarah comes back, I want Sarah to dump his ass because you have a, up close, intimate, personal knowledge of these masks. You know the theory, and you're not doing anything about it. Like you are an idiot. You are too dumb to be breathing at this moment. And with that, we shall move on to the more more interesting part of the week for me. Actually, one of the most interesting parts of the week. Finally, something I want to talk about. (laughs) My favorite part. My favorite story, favorite part of the week. You know, I always save the, you know, I always try to save the bigger stuff for last. And plus, I always try to make the last thing like the last thing that we see on Friday. Yeah, but considering we only had four days, I didn't think it would be this much, that much junk before we got the stuff I actually wanted to listen, talk about. (laughs) You never know how much goes on in a week till you actually try to map it out. Yeah. All right. So Paulina is so worried about Ray. She convinces Lonnie and the twins to come to Miami with her. It takes a lot of convincing, but Lonnie agrees to go if Chanel comes. So Paulina goes to talk to Chanel about it. Uh, What did we think of these scenes? Paulina, like, I just, why? 
But Matt, what did you think? Um, so I think my favorite thing from this particular storyline was there's a line where the mother uh, woman, uh, Paulina. Yeah, I think um, she says something along the lines of, oh, we've been close ever since she saved me from that chandelier falling. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I, I just love this little window it's vast some bizarre events and I, I enjoyed hearing that and there was also a bit of a strange line from the daughter the the one who's like the secret daughter or whatever Lonnie yes um, yeah she says like I've been really close to my family for 15 uh, ever since I was 15 years old and I was oh, like Oh no that's Chloe. Yeah, cuz Chloe um actually grew up in an orphanage and yeah. Chloe Chloe came to town when she was 15 um and we knew we knew she was Nancy's daughter but we didn't know who her father was for like 2 or 3 years okay. and after yeah. she came to town. So, so as when I heard as- that <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I heard that, I figured it was probably because she was an orphan, but not having that context, I like to imagine that it was just like she did hated her family for 15 years, and then she's like, All right, you guys, I kind of like it now. That's what yeah. it seems to be implying. But um now have you have you seen Jack and Harry in anything, or is this the first time you've really like seen her? the actress she looks familiar you're talking about the one who the the one i was just talking about who had 15 years ago no no No. paulina the the one who had the chandelier oh the mom um no she didn't look familiar to me but um so what what did did you like paulina did you like these i did i i enjoyed i enjoyed watching um paulina act um she was uh i don't know she she was entertaining to watch um she had a good like um, presence in the scenes um and i did like at the very end when she confronts the other guy and she's she's kind of like um you you heard me (laughs) get out of here something like that (laughs) yeah we'll we'll talk about that in one second i just want to get um all right nick what did you guys think of paulina trying to get Lonnie to get out of town like does she think this movie's going to be wrapped in two weeks like ma'am just, I mean, I get why because it's Paulina, but why won't she just tell Lonnie why she wants her to leave? I get why to... she, I get why she wants to protect Lonnie, but she should have told her the truth and like just coming into her apartment and saying like, "Yeah, Lonnie, let's let's go to Miami. Pack pack your things, get the kids, let's go." Like, <laughs> Lonnie is right. She said like. We need more substance, and what, what was that? She said something. Yeah, yeah. That I she really, like, really liked because our relationship has to be more substance and less. Less. What did she say? Surprise. She said less or, flesh. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines, and it just that is that that just describes Lonnie. She she she's the kind of person who likes substance with her relationship and all of that. So I. I get why Paulina kept it a secret from Lonnie, but had she been honest with Lonnie about Ray being in town, she wouldn't have been blindsided about the next part of the story. That is, these scenes were actually really fun, in my opinion. They were. 
But I, I get why Paulina doesn't want to tell her about Ray because like Lon, like Lonnie's the type of person that she'll confront Ray and she wants to keep Lonnie and Ray as far apart as she possibly can. And but, I, um, you can see why when we get to those scenes, I will, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, which um, I guess uh, we can, well, we're going to get there in a minute. But speaking of Ray, she he comes to talk to Allie and Chanel about the movie. He's demanding they play the part since they are under contract. Ray tells Chanel he knows Paulina and her cousin Lottie. Chanel corrects him and says sister, and Ray quickly excuses himself and heads right for Lonnie's door. So, Matt, what did you think of all, like this, partic- these particular scenes? Um, there was nothing really that stood out to me with these outside of like just getting more information on... I guess this weird movie that they're doing and just the kind of acting from uh, Evil Dad. Uh, I don't know what his name is. Um, right. Just like watch, like I, I, that's when I was coming like, is everybody attached to this movie evil? Because he, he, he was giving like sinister <laughs> vibes. I, I thought it was like some sort of like evil production company and then just everyone involved is somehow related to the devil or something. I didn't really know, but that's what I, it, that's what it felt like. And was this when they they revealed like right after he walked away that they had slept with each other, or was that in a different scene? That was the next episode. That was, that was the next okay. episode, but yeah, because that's yeah. gonna come um, a couple scenes later. Also, how old are they meant to be? Because I was getting weird like mixed fo- signals. Because she like the the one girl was getting a divorce with the devil, but then like it. <sighs> They're I don't know 20... what it exactly was that they were doing, Chanel... but it seemed like they were doing something <clears throat> like childish with the selling. Chanel stuff. and Allie, I think they're in their like their early twenties. Yeah, mid twenties. Okay. Yeah, they're like 24, 25. And Johnny okay. is Allie's twin, bro- uh, twin, twin brother. brother he's so, the same age. Yeah, they're at least twenty five because John. Yeah, they're twenty five because Johnny became able to vote Demara stock yeah. at his last birthday, so they just turned twenty five. Okay. Yeah, they seem young-ish. Yeah, so they're still yeah. young-ish. And the uh, Allie and Chanel um, own a bakery together, which is probably the childish thing. Maybe you thought it was yeah. a bake sale and not an yeah, actual bakery? Yeah, that, that's, that is pretty much the vibe I was getting was that it felt like a bake sale because they were just like having stuff on the countertop. And I was just like, this feels this feels like a bunch of high school kids like doing like a, a it's sale. It's my core here. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the, like just, that's what the feeling I was getting from it, and so it was it was throwing me off. Which is why yeah. we've been saying for months that they need an actual set Same. for that bakery. It just yes. looks so weird having a table outside the, <laughs> the bakery, but anyway, it is what it is. But um, sorry, Matt, what well, you're done? I, I am, but it's it's interesting to hear your perspective on the bakery thing because it's like <laughs> okay, so this is. There's a there's a known flaw in their bakery, which is that it doesn't exist. <laughs> we just, we, just, have, we have the like the storefront, and that's about yeah, it. That's yeah, about it's, it. because, it's because a windowless that, factory. I, I, yeah. I don't know if you could tell, but we're poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're gonna sell Girl Scout cookies. That's our that's our full time job. Yeah, like this show, this show is very poor. We have yeah. no money, as you can tell by the wardrobe and the lack of sets. And- well, I don't know. That looks like a really expensive uh, two-color white and uh, mustard <laughs> coat. Like, it, prob- it probably it probably was. was. It was yeah. just... 
Ugly. It was ugly. Some yeah. rich person was like, why do I spend $3 billion on this? I'm going to give it to charity. And then they're like, oh, this will be perfect for our show, for rich people. And so, yeah. I would never wear it. I, Ever. I, no. I, I, I'd be like, maybe, maybe I'd wear it if I was eating something with mustard on it. And I was like, well, I don't have to worry about ruining this shirt. But that's about it. But now, Nick, Ari, did you guys think that Ray knew about Lonnie in those scenes and was looking for Chanel to confirm? Or I, do you think he was shocked? I think, I don't think. He, I don't think he knew either. I think he suspected something yeah. was weird because Paulina was already acting weird <laughs> when she was explaining the fact that she only had one daughter. Yeah. yeah. And the way she suddenly just outburst and claimed Lonnie as her niece before so he he knew something was wrong because remember he did google her after after the meeting so he probably just went looking for Chanel just to confirm his suspicions I don't think he knew anything really but he just had a suspicion that something was off so he just needed to know and like I said Ariet I figured that Chanel was going to be was going to innocently tell Ray that Lonnie was her sister and not her cousin yeah, cause she doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering how is how it was gonna get out. Yeah, I assumed it had something to do with Johnny. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I really like the scenes, and I was like, would Chanel tell someone she doesn't know that Lonnie is her sister? But like, well, she doesn't. She doesn't know that it's a secret. Like at this point, it's out and it's, it's out. Yeah. yeah, and she's not. She's not ashamed <clears throat> that Lonnie is her sister. So yeah, Lonnie and she doesn't know that. that yeah, she doesn't know right. who. Yeah, she doesn't know who Ray is because Paulina again isn't <laughs> sharing valuable information, <laughs> which is also, why she should have. Yeah. Also, considering that they're making a movie about their family, like she'd probably be like, "Yo." Make sure you get the the facts correct. Like, you don't well, want to no, be misrepresented. The, the, ori- the original possession story has nothing to do with Lonnie's family specifically. Um, Chanel is actually playing a completely different character in the movie. Ray oh. is just yeah. Ray is just the movie producer that Johnny found to fund his movie. But he also happens to be Lonnie's biological father. The two are not okay. So so they're not like the the thing about them like having to be like can't leave town was because they're acting in it not because of like Ali has ties to the people who are in the this movie is about Ali's family not Chanel's family because um Ali's grandmother was the one who was possessed Ali is playing her mother in the movie the tie in for like Chanel is that Lonnie her sister her biological father is the producer yeah and Chanel like accidentally told him the truth about Lonnie being her sister and that's kind of how he figured that um, Lonnie is his daughter so but it's it's messy and I like it like yeah it's it's off it's kind of perfectly messy I know I know a lot of people may not be thrilled at the fact that um we're kind of like rushing through Ray's arrival here. But honestly, Ray's arrival brings a level of mess to the story that the story needs. It does. Yeah, post the reveal, they they needed something. Now, I don't have an issue with Ray showing up. I just wish we would have gotten more in between building up, up yeah. to this. Um, but I'm in so far I'm enjoying Ray being 
in I, town and figuring things out. I really enjoy him as well. Like I, he's giving out, like I said last week, he's giving out that piece of shit energy, but he's also like, Ray is doing a great job of hiding. Like he, we will talk about it when we get to that scene. It's, yeah, because I got something to say about that too. Let's, me too. <laughs> let's get to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let us get to the meat of the story. Um, Lonnie is not thrilled to see Ray at her door, and she gets even angrier when Ray says he is her father. Lonnie wants to know part of him and makes that clear in an Emmy winning performance from South Sowers, as far as. Oh boy. Okay. Matt, what did you think of these scenes? I enjoyed them. Um, as I kind of said before, I liked, especially at the end when uh, the mom comes in and she's like standing between them. He's like, we're getting out. I'm like, you leave. Just kind of like being forceful. I enjoyed that. Um, I also enjoy the, the evil producer man's like acting. I, he, he, I, there was something he would do every once in a while where when he wasn't like talking, he would kind of like look around in a way where he's like thinking, but also the thoughts that he's thinking are a little bit mean. And yeah, you like can just tell on his, on face. his face. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. He kept doing that and I liked it. It's interesting because the group chat, um, Lou mentioned in the Ilana group chat, she said like, did you see that? And I was like, well, did you see what? Um, and she said like, Ray, when Paulina showed up and told him to get out and he was like, um, it's a promise. I will like, I will get you know. I don't know exact the exact line, but yeah, before there was a, that, there was a he there, stepped yeah. towards Paulina and backed away. So you can kind of. That's what I was kind of saying before. He he's saying that he has changed, but there's like sub, subtle hints that he has not that changed. He's not changed at all, and I, the, the drugs were not. Um, yeah, what? he can't. He can't blame it on the fact that he wasn't sober at the time. But anyway, yeah. let's let's dive into the scenes. Oh my god, they were oh, so I mean, good. as a person who has not seen his past and anything relating to him changing, we I was just it. under the impression that it. all of that was a lie because I saw yeah. an evil man. <laughs> we also we haven't evil, seen his so. past either. We were we were told about it, but we haven't okay. seen it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But oh my god, Sal Stowers, give her every freaking award that exists. When you, I keep saying this, and Sal said it herself in the quick takes with Sal um, from this week's SOD. When you give her dramatic material, she shines every freaking time. And oh my god, this was so good. <gasps> Especially dramatic material where anger is the lead emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, she does anger so well. So well. Oh my God. Like I had literal chills watching these scenes. It it made me nervous because I was trying to figure out what Ray was gonna do because he didn't just come out and say it. Like he was like it looked like he was fishing for information while getting ready to tell her. And once, like, she basically led him to saying, I'm your father. She's like, no, my father's some guy named Ray. And he was like, I'm, that's me. I'm Terrell Raymond Coates. And the look on her face when she realized that TR and Ray were one and the same was really good. 
Oh, um, so good. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and the and anger the, that she had, and, and just, then she started cussing him out. <laughs> she's like, when she when, when she said the line from the promo, which is like, "Do you like you just come in here and expect me to call you daddy or whatever?" She said, "Like I." And like I got chills in the promo, but I got chills watching it. Like I just, if South Dallas does not get Emmy nominated, it will be a crime, mm-hmm. an actual crime. Like, oh my god, these scenes were so good. Like it is February, and she's already coming for the Emmy next year. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? She has a lot for this year, from last year, and she will have for mm-hmm. next year. Like. She just keeps showing you need to give her more dramatic yeah. and heavy emotional material because Sal brings it every single time. Also, William's really good. He um, is. Yes, so I good. Didn't, I didn't grow up watching him on All My Children like you guys did. So it he's well, very, um, how do I put it? He's very... Uh, subtle? He's subtle. Mm. He's very subtle. Like, but it, like certain things you have to watch because, like, you could tell. Like, he desperately wants a relationship with Lonnie because yeah. he was deprived of it. But it's also like this underlying thing where you don't, where you think he would do anything to have his way, mm. and that's what makes me a bit nervous. And I'm pretty sure that's why Paulina was is was the way she was that's why paulina gave lonnie up in the first place yeah and he's he can blame it on the drugs but there are certain things that he does that tips yeah and says that can that tip you off that he's not he hasn't really changed he's just sober that's all he that's the only thing that's changed he's sober he still has money he still has power and he's so his sobriety may be able to help him rain in his anger but it was not the cause yeah yeah because go ahead matt i was gonna say it's interesting like like from having no context and just watching his own his performance there and like the storyline my impression of him was really like i never got any real like impression that he actually cared about connecting to her and wanting to Mm. be a father at all to me it was just like oh this was this belongs to me and yeah. more like a position now. Yeah. And because I was coming from like, he's part of the evil movie, everyone around is evil. So I, I never had <laughs> at any point thinking that he was a good person or trying to be good or anything. So the entire time I was watching it, I was always just like, he's, he's looking for something to obtain. He doesn't actually care about her. It's just more just like you, you lied about me and told me they have a daughter. I'm getting that daughter. Yeah. I can see yeah. like some people, were like maybe he has changed but I can see why they would think that because I think Ray is good at hiding it like he is showing that he has he has not changed but he he is able to hide that but when he said I found the quote because I really wanted to point that out I'm going to do whatever I have to do to be a father to you now that's a promise I I was like red flag red flag I got terrified for Abe literally like every part of me clenched and I was like no no do not hurt Abe Abe has to and especially knowing that Paulina goes to Abe to help protect Mm. Lonnie when we come back from the break I'm like okay no we already shot Abe once this year can we like at the end of last year (laughs) 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 we don't need to hurt Abe again yeah Yeah, I mean we really don't 
Like the minute Paulina showed up, especially when she showed up. Yeah, and we're we're gonna pause that because we're gonna segue into that um right now. So Paulina shows Chanel Chanel to pack a bag. They are headed to Miami. She agrees but finds this weird. Chanel tells Paulina about her conversation with Ray and Paulina freaks out and makes a beeline to Lonnie's place. She gets there and throws Ray out and hugs a very shaken Lonnie. So Matt, what did you think? Um well, so this was um sorry i got distracted there um so um i mean i i kind of like was piled all of this storyline into the one we were just talking about like i didn't really separate them in my mind um mostly just kind of everyone's trying to get to miami and i did at the beginning i wasn't entirely sure what the urgency was so for, for a lot of these scenes when she was talking about going to Miami, I was mostly just trying to figure out what the problem is. Because I know that there was a very brief thing where she, at the very beginning of the episode, she said something about never, he'll never find out she's the daughter or something like that. So I knew that that was related, but I couldn't really figure out why. And so again, it started bringing me back to the evil movie set. And I thought something terrible was about to happen in town and they needed to get out. Um, so for a while, that's what I thought was happening and didn't realize it was the producer guy. Um, yeah, it was bit, so I was a bit bit thrown off at, at first with this storyline because I, I wasn't sure what was in Miami. Uh, it, it seemed like she was trying to avoid a disaster. I thought it might be like a, a devil disaster as opposed to it just being uh, Yeah, Paulina is, from, it, Paulina is originally from Miami, so mm. they have family back there. And she's just trying okay. to get everybody away from Ray. That's kind of her whole motive right now. This is kind of why she should have been honest with Lonnie. Honest and with, with, yeah. with Lonnie Chanel. and Chanel. About Ray being here because once she found out that Chanel had told Ray that Lonnie is Ooh, her sister, I, she was like, what? Bye. I, like she I left love so the way Jackie played that. Like it was very subtle on her face. And mm. then she took, she took a second. And then she ran. She was like, go pack your bags. <laughs> now. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the actual conversation. Because, um, well, because she literally said, um, it was basically Paulina wanted her to go to Miami. And she's like, no. Oh, yeah. yeah she, contractual. She because she has to do the movie. Yeah. Right. She has to do the movie. And the, uh, the producer guy is like forcing us. And like, he said, he knows you. Yeah. And that's how they like, got oh, into really? And then she said, you know, then he said that Lonnie was my cousin, but I corrected him and said, no, she's my sister. And yeah. she's like, wait, you told him? And that, like, completely freaked her out. The one thing I want to talk about is when she got there and she threw Ray out and she hugged Lonnie. Do we think Lonnie's going to be mad at Paulina? I... Um, maybe, but it, it hasn't really been, it hasn't been months. It's been like, a, what, a day or two? So yeah. she probably won't be as mad because it just happened and everything's happening so fast. But she's probably gonna, it's probably going to be a comment of you should have told me when, when I met him that who he was. There's one scene. I, did you guys pick up on it? But when, um, when Ray said something be right before Paulina showed up, you could see Lonnie like thinking about it in her head, like she was starting. Maybe not to believe him per se but like i don't i don't know maybe huh maybe not soften 
but like a part of her maybe wanted no more and then she was conflicted yes yeah you, and, you can tell like there's a part of her that wants to at least probably just get some information on who ray is and where he comes from and stuff like that because that's part of who she is yeah and that's and she, and she grew I, up yeah she grew up wanting that her entire life so now that she's presented with the option to figure out where she comes from it's probably it's very tempting be, and she's probably scared to ever go there because of who Ray is. yeah and that's where i think lonnie's gonna be she's gonna be like on the fence of not wanting anything to do with ray because of who he is but also like could that be why paulina go like maybe th- does lonnie maybe tell paulina that she's conflicted and maybe that's why paulina goes to aid for help could be because i the preview didn't the preview state that she i need to read the preview because i remember reading something the preview also said that eli was going to put him on notice yes yeah because i don't remember i don't even remember them mentioning aid in the preview they did they they do mention that eli was gonna he's gonna put his foot down and i'm glad he is because but does that mean but is he doing that without lonnie's permission for lack of a better term like does lonnie want him to i i think he sees how messed up lonnie is gonna be because yeah i could i could see him intervening and i could honestly see them disagreeing about it especially if she decides she wants to know more about ray because if she's curious i could see that being what that is what makes paulina go to aid because she figures well she's not gonna listen to me i already lied to her so let me go to the person that she would trust and that would be aid yeah i mean i could see that so it's gonna be very interesting um to see how this all plays out but now we move on to our very last story beat here um chanel is still trying to figure out what's up with her mom she talks to Allie, who assumes her weird mood is about them sleeping together she says it has nothing to do with them and we see that joe devil has overheard the conversation and now knows that chanel and Allie slept together and that is our unintentional olympic cliffhanger and we will be back in two weeks so were you expecting johnny to like were you expecting johnny to overhear uh to teleport no um <laughs> And when he did, and he was just there, and he was, just, and no one noticed. I was like, oh no! I was like, is this devil powers? Is is it? Meant, I couldn't like, is this meant to be? Oh, he's just coincidentally there, or is he doing like devil? Like he just knows the right moment to appear. Honestly, it could be either one because the park he was in with Gabby is relatively close to the square. Oh, everything in Dallas is relatively close to each other, so it mm. could have just been normal. But the way he just like appeared out of nowhere. It's almost like yeah. he has a. It's almost like he has a radar for mess and just shows up right wherever. Yeah, that, that's what that's what that's the impression I got. It felt like he was using like evil powers to just be like, "Ooh, another spicy tidbit." Hmm, and then gonna go cause chaos. Um. So it's so. What do we think? How do we think the devil is going to? I think. Well, I think we talked about this. Um, use this little tidbit of information. I wouldn't be surprised if he decides to blow everything up at the engagement party because I'm assuming they're going to have one. 
Yeah, in fact, every there was a, a, a big portion of the cast were dressed um, when they were filming the anniversary, which is coming up soon, because this was filmed like end of September. So when they when they were on set for the for Daisy's anniversary in November, everybody had um, on a good portion of the cast had on fancy clothes. So we assumed it was some kind of party. We weren't sure what. What if it's the engagement party? Hmm. The, the engagement is the anniversary for the show is in November, right? Right. So you they, think they, they could were, drag they could drag this out till then. But I mean, November. How far ahead do it? Do they, they filmed they filmed the stuff with Johnny at the, like the the stuff with Johnny in the suit on like September twenty second because that that was the day that Carson story in that suit and we thought it was for Valentine's Day at the time but it was actually for the stuff that aired this okay. week so theoretically it would only be like another few weeks depending but would this be in March or April. Probably end of March, early April. Okay, that's not too far. That's I mean, really not too far from where we are. Do you think? I hope they don't go through with the actual wedding. I don't want to see another wedding. <laughs> they're not. They're. I don't think they're going to go through with the actual wedding. Come I don't. God. I don't think they will get that far. I think the engagement party is when it's going to come out. I do kind of think. Since Paulina knows that she might be compelled to Ooh, tell the truth. And, and kind of Chanel. interesting, Chanel was compelled to tell the truth at Paulina and Abe's wedding. Yeah. Interesting, interesting role reversal there. I kind of like it. Yeah, Annie theorized a few weeks ago in their mentions. And I'm kind of stuck on that theory right now. I'm not letting yeah. it go. Because <laughs> I think that would be like a great nod to Chanel being compelled. And telling the truth at her at Pauline and Apes waiting. So we'll see. Cause so far she's the only one aside from Joe Devil knowing the truth. So yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see exactly how this all plays out. Also, I kind of like the fact that Allie immediately assumed that Chanel is having like whatever, like wherever Chanel's head is at is because of what happened between them. Like it's, it shows me that it's on her mind. Yeah, I kind of when she said like other things, I was like, oh okay, she's talking about their one night stand. And she when they came back to them, Chanel was like, no, it's not about that. It's blah 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 blah. And I was like, huh? <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I I initially thought she meant that. Maybe she did, but she didn't want to admit that to Allie. No. What she are you guys was, hearing the rooster? Or I just, I just <laughs> I heard it. I just heard I did it. Hear a rooster. Yeah, rooster just walked up to me and started crowing. So you need to mute it. Let me know. No, no, you're <laughs> yeah, I, I, go I, away. I, I, I would. He ran away. He ran away. Also, Arya, Arya, Arya can edit this out when she edits the podcast, but um. No, she was very, she I wasn't. Was very, oh, you want to keep it up in the She was very clearly upset about her conversation with Paulina. Like, yeah. Paulina just abruptly left, and she had no idea why. She thought she did something wrong, and she was trying to 
figure out what the hell the problem was. Yeah. So that, yeah, that had nothing, that honestly had nothing to do with Allie and Chanel. That was all about Paulina and Paulina's weirdness and just trying to process what's wrong with her mom. That's true. But that's basically it for the week in Salem. And I think at this point we can kind of move into our segments. Now, Matt, I did not give you a warning beforehand, but um what we like to do with our segments uh with the good we usually like to go around and we like to pick uh something that was good bad and ugly from the week just to kind okay. of summarize our impression so do you need a couple minutes to think about it or nah, i'll be fine you'll be good all right so i'm going to yeah. go to you first for our good bad and ugly. all right so good um the but my absolute favorite moment was, of course, as I mentioned before, when he said the devil's after your baby and they go, devil was after our baby. Just it wasn't it was not I don't think it was intended to be funny. And they definitely didn't intend for it to, like, be the first time you find out <laughs> that the devil was after their baby. But it worked so perfectly for someone who had no context. To the point where my friend who was not paying attention to the show and just overheard that line just started laughing uncontrollably <laughs> so that was my good um the bad um xander the xander scenes i i wanted them to end because i couldn't handle i just couldn't handle how how um dumb he like, was it, it was just he was so dumb and the woman was just constantly like trying to back away from whatever he was saying it's like no no what what if i add this on top and as for the ugly i think you all know what i'm about to say the coat the white and the tan coat <laughs> so ugly so horrific it will be in my nightmares tonight yeah i i don't disagree i yeah. love i loved your choices and overall um what did you think of the show overall would you continue I, I, watching um, I mean, I was, I, I was very like, I, I was very happy to, to have so many just like curveballs thrown at me where I was like, whoa, okay, this is, I, I, I don't, can't have any expectations now because I don't know what to expect. Like ever, ever, it, I was not expecting a demon, but the kidnapping alone was like, okay, cool. They've got a kidnapping storyline. All right. This is going to be interesting. And then it just kept getting crazier <laughs> with the nun and the eye patch and yeah so it's definitely very i i enjoyed watching it even if um not every storyline was equally as interesting because some of them i i was mostly just trying to figure out who people are because they'll just be saying a bunch of names i'm like ah you know I, i had to do a lot of puzzle piecing together um as for watching more i barely have time to watch like shows that don't air five times a week so I don't think so. But that said, I would like to revisit every once in a while if I can see like, well, let's see what's going on with this kidnapping. I think that's going to be going on for a very long time because it seems to move incredibly slowly. So I could probably like watch this a couple of months from now and they're still going to be stuck on the island or something. I, I don't know how this really <laughs> works, but that's the impression I got from the pacing of those scenes. 
you can also uh, just keep listening to our podcast. Like, we all keep you up to date yeah. on what's going on. <laughs> I want. I really wanted more like devil shenanigans too. Like that. That the lacrosse going upside down all the time, and people were like, "That's weird." Oh well, it's nothing suspicious. Even though I know the devil's real, just return this to normal. Like I wanted more things like that. Um, yeah, so that, that, that stuff really spiced it up for me, and I, I, I enjoyed that stuff a lot. Um, Xander, I don't want to see him again unless it's um, terrible things happening to him. Oh, <laughs> shucks. Oh, uh, man, I kind of agree, even though I don't fall. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah. so, Nick, what was your good, bad, and ugly? Uh, my good was... Um, the Lonnie Ray confrontation. I really enjoyed those scenes. South Star Wars did a really good job. Um, William Christian did a really good job. Um, I'm invested in this story. I need to see it air. Don't let them disappear after this big reveal. Let's let's get to the story, Ron, and actually play it out and build it up. Whatever's happening next, I'm excited to see it. Um, also, I'm probably going to be alone, but Lucas Adams, they have not done any work with trying to convince us that Trip and Allie are madly in love and should be getting married and, and engaged, but he convinced me. He's, yeah. I forgot how good of an actor he was, but every once in a while he'll remind you because his scenes with Roman were really good. His scenes with Ava were really good. I just wish they would write for him because he's good. Like if you want to take break him and Ali up and put him somewhere else fine but do something with him don't just have him sitting there um yeah uh my bad was uh the Xander Gwen stuff <laughs> like him proposing with Sarah's ring was for the biggest issue and then her saying no Okay, I'm like, okay, now you're using a bit of common sense, but then saying yes when the ring was taken out. Like, why did you say yes? I don't get, but it's Gwen, so she always screws things up. Um, I want, uh, I'll come back to that later. And then my ugly um, is probably the Craig and Nancy stuff. Um, <laughs> the, the stuff they had them say about how they should have known and the reasons they should have, it was very very heavy-handed and very stereotypical and i'm confused as to why they would write that considering the writer is gay so it's it just makes no sense it comes off very offensive and i yeah. can tell that they didn't intend that but, but it, that's is, that's the way it came off <laughs> i'm gonna agree with you but I'm also going to pose the question of how are these stereotypes not offensive? Like, how did you think that using these stereotypes would be okay? It's, that's, that's the weird part. Because I think they were just trying to brush off his, his and Nancy's love. And that was, that part was offensive enough because we've discussed why. But even if you want to tell this story with Craig, I think you could have done a better job of plotting this out and writing dialogue for him coming out in a less stereotypical way. I just don't, like, because you, they would 
people would get mad if someone else if they saw this in another medium so why would you actually let this air when you're in control of it it just doesn't make sense at all but yeah, that's my good bad and ugly okay all right what about you so my good for this week was the Lonnie Ray stuff like Sal did such an amazing job I really enjoyed watching that um let me see do I have anything else I mean, just that whole story tied to, like, all this. It's just really good. I'm enjoying it. Um, my bad, uh, I have to say the whole, the rave stuff. I'm completely over this story. I need them to wrap it up and just move on from it. And my ugly is the Craig, Craig and Nancy story. At this point, this was all, all of it was unnecessary and it's just like Nick said it's been told in a stereotypical way and it's really it's also offensive and it's just I don't want to sit through and watch all of this like uh, no so all of it was just ugly this week and also <laughs> Gabby's coat I have to agree that <laughs> like in the same <laughs> episode we had like we had Ava talk about how, yeah, she was like, Gabby has a murderous past or something like that. But with a great wardrobe, you know, in the same episode, we have that half coat. Like half the half And the thing coat. is, and I'm like, Gabby what? has worn, Gabby has worn two-tone things like half colors before and it's worked. Like that black and white thing that she wore yes. when she and Stefan were locked up a couple weeks, like a couple years ago. That was cute. That like was so cute. But this jacket, like the way the colors were cut, <laughs> the, the actual so colors. Gross. Like Ava saying that, <laughs> in this, and Gabby usually has a good wardrobe. But like Ava saying that she has a great wardrobe in the same episode, she has that half beige, half like half white coat, and it ugh, no. That was my good, bad, and ugly for this week. Okay. Well, my good um, is everything having to do with South Towers. Uh, she's amazing. The scenes with Lonnie and Ray were amazing. Like, she is going to have such a plethora of material to choose from for her Emmy reel. And I cannot wait. She better be nominated. And hopefully, she wins. Um, my other good, just coming from a shipper perspective, like hooray to Ben and Sierra finally having an actual apartment with multiple rooms. Like they don't have to try to raise a child in that teeny tiny dingy studio apartment. Like I'm just so, so happy that they have moved up into an actual apartment. Um, my bad, Xander, he got <laughs> trounced with... <laughs> with this stupid stick and I just can't do it. Like you are pretty, but you are so, so, so dumb. And I just can't, like there's no excuse. Like normally I can forgive people for being stupid because like masks are weird and random. And it's a, it's a theory that one would not normally necessarily believe. But when you work with the person who has made the masks, and you are actually helping her pretend to be another person, and you know how good these masks are at fooling people, 
the fact that you just dismiss it and are choosing to believe her Gwen and then are choosing to marry Gwen and are not in fact trying to prove that Gwen is a lying liar who lies makes you the biggest clown on the face of the earth. Please get off of my screen. And my, <laughs> and my ugly is also the, the coat that Gabby was wearing because that was just so incredibly <laughs> ugly. And also, again, the Island Gate House. Like, I do not understand why that set has to be so freaking ugly. They literally went to, like, the bargain basement estate sale and threw everything into one set. And it just makes my eyes hurt. Like, can we relocate them, please? Because I don't like this. And that is my good, bad, and ugly. Um, Matt, I know you are definitely not on Dave's Twitter, so you won't have a watching it wrong. But Nick, are it? Do you? Uh, I do. Um, I was going to do it last week, but I, I can do it this week. Um, someone put on Twitter, I'm not too interested in TR codes. If you're going to have a character enter like this and come in hot, then you need to have established some of the background for the character. All we know is he's Lonnie's father and he was abusive to Paulina. Um, That's called backstory. That's exactly <laughs> what you wanted. <laughs> that that part and the person went on to say if you want to if you want to are on the threatening demera fam demera family members level then you need to have him actually prove that he can be there or give us a reason to think that he is that powerful and ruthless otherwise it just looks dumb i'm only bringing it up because it was literally the day he showed up so like in his wow. the person tweeted this on january 26 tr showed up on january 26 so we he didn't get a chance to show anything we he, his backstory was enough for most people but i understand it may not be enough for everybody but also it's been an hour you saw one episode of him also can we just piggybacking off of the whole demera thing none of the demeras that exist currently are up to stefano demera's level of none of them so, the, the I, only I talked one, about it a few weeks ago like I said it. I missed the times when the, the Maras were big bad in the. I mean, town. they're bad. Don't they're bad. Uh, they're and bad. But, but they're, no but one they're has not, reached Stefano's level of menacing and mayhem. But they're and not the level of bad where you have to be like it's unbelievable that somebody would be able to threaten them or overpower them. I can believe that somebody would threaten EJ. I can believe that somebody would threaten Johnny. That is believable to me. It was never believable that Clyde was able to bug Stefano's house and Stefano never found out. That was completely utter bullshit. This and that are not the same. Yeah, they're not. Like he and the thing is he was there for a day. Like give him a chance to, to show he's threatening, to show he's menacing. Don't just write him off completely because of a few I, lines of dialogue. I wondering if there are other reasons that that character was being so dismissed and those were just excuses. Possibly. Not wouldn't be surprised knowing this show, um, but yeah, that was my watching it wrong. All right, what about you? I don't have any actually this week. I mean, let me think. No, I don't no, think. I think you, I think you're gonna end up piggybacking off of mine. Okay, <laughs> to the people who claim that, um, they knew about the Olympic cliffhanger mm. and refused to believe that they did not know about the Olympic cliffhanger and that they should have known about the Olympic cliffhanger because the Olympic cliffhangers have happened before, never in winter. So and please, also, we're in the middle of COVID. 
<laughs> like they weren't sure anything was going to happen. Like you just need to stop your complaining or admit that you just hate the show and are just bitching to bitch because you are literally sounding like a clown and it is exhausting to have to deal with you. Yeah. But that is it for our watching it wrong. Um, Matt's headset unfortunately died. So he had to jump off, but we are going to wrap up this episode. Um, okay. But I don't know if this microphone works. This it works. It works. Oh, you sound great. You're good. Yeah, this is just my phone speaking directly into my phone. So, yep, you're good. So I was just about to wrap up. Thank you, Matt, for joining us. This was so much fun. This was honestly like probably one of the most brilliant ideas you've ever had. <laughs> I, I I like to listen to a lot of podcasts of people like watching like I don't know they like watch like a, a bad movie or something like that and. I, I will have like listened to that podcast without having seen the movie they're talking about. And sometimes it's fun trying to like figure out what they're talking about. So I thought, I don't know, for a podcast, it'd be fun to do something a bit similar where it's like, I just go into a show without any idea of what's going on. And yeah. And it was, this, this was so much fun. This is, I think, probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done. It's fun to listen to someone who, like who has no context or ties to a show. Yeah. like ex- explain their opinions and their pers- perspective it's interesting what's like what we agree on and what we then think about yeah. like it's really interesting so it was a lot of fun uh, so, I was getting information that my when, when I was like Xander's really stupid and it turns out everybody was like yeah. okay I was like <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah we were it's, like it's a known fact it is but uh, days may be off for the next two weeks, but we will not be. We will be having some special bonus episodes over the Olympic break. So keep an eye out on your podcast feeds for that. And we will catch y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Later, y'all.